0: There comes one of them now. Welcome to
3: the Gamezilla Podcast, your last line of defense and major gaming news. I'm your host Grimlock, and with me in the Motor City Gaming Studios, Jazz E
2: Fiddle. I really like that hoodie, and I'm gonna punch you and take it.
3: Good luck, because it's <laughs> super glued to my nipples. Anyways, let's welcome our producer. Ebon Cabone the Deadite Knight Lock and
1: load
3: baby That's a Roadhog thing maybe I don't know <laughs> Oh
2: don't even get started I played last night and I realized Why I quit that game in the first place
1: Cause you're a quitter Wait you play video games?
2: I, play, I played some Overwatch last <laughs> Jazzy, night Jazzy tell me more um, It was as horrible as I remember it And I got super frustrated and was like Cable I love you bro But I'm going to bed I can't
3: play no more so, I was doing good as Reaper though. That's good. So you went away from Destiny, the greatest game ever made with this new Destiny. content ever.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather grind acorns into my anus than play Destiny. <laughs> that sounds the
1: grind is enjoyable more... <laughs> since I played Destiny and I know your pain. Uh, all right, so... the uh, <laughs> never-ending train of disappointment. <laughs> Three years in the
3: making. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
2: we'll get into some Destiny later. I, I'm i going to go off on that.
3: <laughs> all right, so, uh, yeah, what's what's been up, though? What have you been up to this uh, this past week? Um, well, I've been
2: working a lot between work, and then uh, the CEO here at Motor City Gaming has had me doing a lot more work, so I've had no free time to do anything but work.
3: That's bullshit. We've played plenty of League. <laughs> yeah. Uh, They had Ultra
2: Rapid Fire um, random mode where normally you could play Ultra Rapid Fire where you have no cooldowns and you don't use mana so you just spam your spells over and over and over again and it's normally super fun but you get to select your character. This time they gave you a character and it wasn't as fun for me. Because you get that one character that you... is absolutely useless in Earth mode. Like, uh, I don't know.
3: (laughs) Shacko. I can tell you I played one... You were, like, super pumped for this game. You're like, oh, man, get on right now. We're going to play this. I was like, I'd rather play normal, man. Like, I really want to practice. You know, I'm still learning this game. And you're like, oh, no, you'll love it. You'll love it. I'm like, all right, cool. We'll, play, we'll at least play one round. We played one round. I said, Jesse, if you don't want me to sign out right now and never sign back into this game, you queue up a normal game because that was bullshit. <laughs> there was a game where I got Nami,
2: and somebody else... On the other team, got Zhao, and he has life steal. So every time he hits you, he steals some of your life and gives it back to himself. Well, Nami has a move where you could do this waterfall thing, and if you hit them, it gives you life. It deals damage to them and gives you life back. There was a point in this game where I had so much AP, and Zinzao had so much uh, life steal that, like, for two minutes
3: straight, we just kept life stealing each other back and forth. <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't fun at all, and for me, someone who's trying to practice the game, it, it took all the concepts of the game and just flipped them upside down, so it was like, anything that I feel like I'm doing well in this mode, I, I should ignore, because when I go back to normal mode, none of it will work, and that's why yeah. I was just kind of like, I'm I'm done with this. It has no value in like
2: trying to learn the basics of the game, and you can't play it like a normal game, you can't it's it's good for one thing one thing alone and that is learning the like extent of all of your moves and spells and just being able to quickly
3: spam them back and forth that's it yeah yeah <sighs> but we did uh, we did get to play two of my uh, preliminary matches yep went really well uh, I believe the first one we were told that uh, we should just you know, Slit our wrists and bleed out all over the floor, and the second one, uh, people just stopped talking to us.
2: Yep, I we lo- think we got blocked.
3: Yeah, we lost both of them.
2: That's when we were dual laning in the bottom, support and ADC. Yeah. So after that, I was like, Jay, why don't we switch lanes? You go top, and I'll go jungle, and
3: we'll see how we do. And he's like, All right, I've been wanting to play top. Jaz- Jazzy abandoned me basically. Yeah. He's like, Listen, I, ca- <laughs> I can't. I can't support you. You are you are truly <laughs> a piece of shit.
2: <laughs> to be fair. I have to apologize for last week because Jay's not a piece of shit. We did fine in the laning phase, but I realized that I could support Jay perfectly fine, and we do well in the lane. It's just once you get to mid and late game, I could not support the rest of the team at all because they had no clue what they're doing. They're going off in random spots in the jungle and just getting 4 v one and it's just, like, I can't support. And then, okay, so he dies. And then a guy runs in there, like, and then he dies. And then now it's me supporting Jay versus their whole team, and I just couldn't yep. do it. So I was like, yeah, we got to switch it up.
3: And because we're on the same team, it works out that I, I go play top lane, he plays jungle, he still can come support my lane uh, if I absolutely need him to. So I got to play NAR, one of my favorite characters who I normally don't play because I'm at the bottom lane. So I'm having fun. I even found a new character that I really like in Riven. Uh, picked her up, picked up her arcade skin. So she's all like 8-bit sounds and has got like a Game Boy like for an arm. So I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm okay with this. And uh, we, we, we had some success. We actually started winning. Yeah. So, um, yeah, maybe, maybe we found the, the right the right setup. Did you make sure you liked the character before you bought the skin? I did. Yes! (laughs) See? 100% because she was free to play. So here's something that you you know um, characters are free to play in rotation every week and last week she was free so I got to play her and I was like oh she's pretty cool mainly because she doesn't have mana so it's basically when the cooldown's over you can just do the moves as much as you want with no not worrying about anything. So I was like alright I'm a noob this is right up my alley because I don't want to manage mana. And uh, then I found out she had an arcade skin, and I went for it. So, yeah. And to be fair,
2: e-boner, I enjoy Sona a lot, and I know how to work her. I'm just horrible at playing her.
1: Okay. So horrible. I realize that as you enjoy the her. best
2: way to counteract my poor performance on her is to buy a cool skin. Mm. Also, uh,
3: I, I want to just correct. Hey, as long as you look good doing it. I want right. to correct ourselves. I did the math with the uh, riot points. It's $25 for the skin. <laughs> Uh, rough what? calculation, like twenty three fifty. But I'll tell you what, I enjoy every time he gets stuck playing her, knowing we're gonna lose that round because he's that bad with her. Mm-hmm. But I go and I click that little that little audio icon next to his name, and I get this just badass beat through the whole game. I'm like, yeah, we're gonna lose. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I give us <laughs> some good electronics to go out to. That's, that's right. for sure. That's right. So. But yeah, league's been uh, it's been enjoyable. You know, it's up and down, just like league always is. But uh, we'll see. I'm still working on trying to see where I'm going to get placed. I have a feeling it's going to be bronze five. So we'll see. Um, anything else you've been playing? Gaming wise, uh, a, a pile of
2: turd called Destiny. Cool. All right, moving on, Ethan. What yeah. have you been playing?
1: Well, I have. I also have coprophilia. Which, if for the unfamiliar, is a poop fetish. So I've been handling plenty of destiny and uh, enjoying it. Other than, uh, let, the, let me just make note that he just shrugged there. He was like enjoying enjoying it. it. Eh. So again, I don't I don't know if we want to get into it now in a few or in a few minutes, but I think our complaint is all really similar.
3: Yeah, we'll get into it in a few minutes.
1: Okay, we'll wait. Yeah. A, we'll wait a little bit. Uh, but really, that's that's been my week. It launched uh, last uh, podcast day, and I've been playing it. Uh, got into a little more Rayman Legends, and I got to a level that was um, super hard. <laughs> it was, But here's what it was. Here's the thing about Rayman Legends for anyone that's not played. I know I've been talking about this game for like eight months now, because I periodically play it with my wife. Um, it has that exact right amount of challenge where you always think you're one turn away from beating the level. It, right. it's, it, it hooks you in, and so this one was one that's it's all just quick jumping. You have to get to the top of the level <laughs> to, you know free all the characters that are that are locked up and i i probably spent 40 minutes on this one ep- this one level and
3: uh is this the one where it like fills up with sand or something yes yeah.
1: with the vines and yep. you have to jump around the vines yeah. and stuff
3: that one so, gave me that one was tough for me as well i wasn't getting upset until i could
1: see the end of the level and i would die with like two jumps oh
3: left. yeah that's brutal uh,
1: but you know had a blast playing that uh, a little bit over the weekend it's still a really fun game, and for anyone who hasn't played it, uh, absolutely best platformer I've played in a decade. Rayman Legends.
3: Yeah, it is phenomenal, and you can pick it up for dirt cheap. So, highly recommend it. <sighs> um, I I obviously spent some time on Destiny. We uh, we got into the raid. Uh, we'll 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 add that into our discussion here in a minute. And um, you know, it's Destiny. I'm not I'm not gonna spend much time on my experience with it. Overwatch a little bit. And then uh, I'd say my majority of my time has been going to League. But I did get to, um, I had to go pick up my parents from the airport. They're flying in. And I got there early. So I took my Vita with me. And I realized that I I can't remote into my PS4 using a hotspot. So it's like, oh, that's dumb. (laughs) My hotspot sometimes has better better speed than my home network. But nope, not going to let you. So I'm like, all right, well, what cartridge do I have in this system? And it was Tearaway. So I'm like, all right, yeah, I'm going to go back and revisit it. Tearaway is a blast. I forgot how much fun that game is. If you have a Vita and you're not sure what to do with it, and you haven't played Tearaway, check it out. It's a fun game made by um the same company that developed uh Little Big Planet.
1: Is Tearaway also on PS4, isn't it? Like it cross did, platform across
3: Sony? It did get released on PS4 now. So, uh, so right at the gate it wasn't, but now you can. But the uh PS4 version, like it really shines with the Vita because it uses a lot of the gimmicks that the Vita has in a great way. So like example, like you are like this creature from the outside universe and they can see you. Your, your face literally the front camera is on all the time because your face is the sun. So You're staring at yourself all the time in the sun and um, you're trying to help this little c- creature get through the levels. So he'll get to these puzzles that he can't get by and you'll see that the ground all of a sudden looks like the pattern that's the back touch screen of the Vita the XO square triangle pattern and you go touch it and a finger pops through the through the floor, <laughs> and then you start moving blocks around for him so that he create a path so that he can walk over it. And it's just so it's just really done well where it for for not now there's many games out there, but it used the Vita's capabilities properly. Um, but yeah, a lot of fun. And that's I uh, think about it. That's all I've been playing. So.
2: <sighs> oh, I was playing one other thing. I just remembered it because I was Hearthstone. Staring- I was staring at Ethan's gorgeous chest hair popping out of his shirt, and it reminded me of... Hearthstone. I played Hearthstone. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I still have yet to beat that damn mission. <laughs> I ended up beating it the second time. I feel it because got, I got lucky with the way my deck played out, but um, I uh, have never really done the arena except for once way back in the day, and I was like, man, I'm going to do it again. And I popped into the arena, and I won the first five matches in a row, and I was like, oh, this is cool, and then instantly lost the next three, and... But the cool part about it is, is the further you get an arena, the better the prize outcome is. So with the five wins, I end up getting three boxes. I got 45 gold, 50 gold. So I end up getting 95 of my 150 gold I put in to the arena to play it back. And then I got a new pa- the pack of new cards. Oh, cool. So yeah. it's 100, 100, for, 100 gold for a pack of cards. So you just do Arena and do well enough, you get a pack of cards and some gold back. So it's actually worth it to do that if you have the time and can win a few matches.
3: Yeah, I'm really enjoying the game. It, it took me a second to realize that all of the decks that I uh, that I built are considered, like, yeah, uh, the old, legacy not, yeah, or whatever. Legacy
2: or not standard. Yeah, yeah. not <laughs>
3: standard. So I, I'm like, why are they grayed out? Like, what is wrong with my game? And Because I was trying to play an online match. And it turns out, oh, they're all jacked up so i'm like all right i have no idea about this game anymore i have no idea about all the new cards i'm just gonna pick a standard deck common uh what did i do a um, what was it shaman deck probably and then i went into a game Mm -hmm. and this guy had a killer deck was putting out just putting out creatures i was like oh man this is gonna be a mess and i ended up beating him. Like, I stuck it out, yeah. ended up beating them, and I was like, yeah, man, I'm really getting into this. So I started checking out all the new expansions. The game's a lot of fun for free, and then obviously you can buy into this uh, extra content that they got going on. The Shaman deck's really been interesting to me
2: lately. I made one because of the whole overcharge uh, or whatever, Yeah, where you can like utilize more mana crystals than you have, but then you don't get them next turn. Right. So,
3: Yeah. All right, well... Let's get into it, the GameZilla Podcast, episode 124, and we're going to be talking about Shovel Knight joins a new adventure. Street Fighter V doesn't care about your PC, and Nintendo's new system is fantastic. All this and more on the GameZilla Podcast.
1: Now this one's going out to all my carnival folk listening here to the GameZilla Podcast. If you're a bearded lady... And you want your beard to look nice for when you're up on stage pre-forming in front of everyone here at the carnival, at the circus, wherever you may be on a freak show. You need to go to DetroitBeardCollector.com and order yourself some beard balm, beard elixir, beard comb, and of course that sweet smelling beard shampoo. That's at DetroitBeardCollector.com. and again for all the bearded ladies and freaks out there that need to keep their beards looking good. Motor City Gaming has your hookup. Just use the coupon code MC Gaming to save 20% on purchases of $25 or more. That is at DetroitBeardCollective.com. Coupon code MC Gaming. Get your beard looking right, freak ladies. Get it looking good with DetroitBeardCollective.com. Oh.
3: It, is it sad that he did that better than when he actually tries to like legitimately just Do talk it, yeah. about the company? Two things. A, great plug. (laughs) B, what the fuck do
2: bearded ladies do? Like, okay, you're a lady, you have a beard. You just get people to buy tickets and you get free money for having a beard and being a lady. Is that what that whole thing is? Has anybody ever been to
3: one of these? No. I I can't say I ever have. So,
2: like, what does she do? She just walks out on stage and, like... You know strokes her beard a few times And yeah. then walks to the back and then you're like
3: oh, Amazing
1: what a freak
3: <laughs> I mean usually there's multiple freaks all around yeah, her, There's like a know? contortionist and there's yeah. always
1: Like a deformed looking midget and there's a guy That has no like legs and yeah. You know there's always a really big tall Guy looking like Jaws from James Bond Yep, and then they just throw the monkey riding the unicycle in there just for kicks. And Ethan says he hasn't been to one of these.
2: He runs But one. he knows everything about when it. When did oh, I ever say I've never been to one? Oh, yeah. I, th- I thought we had made an
3: agreement no. that
1: we had. No, I don't think I've ever been to one, but I've seen the classic, like, uh, horror movie Freaks.
3: Oh, somebody didn't silence their phone. They get get dick-punched. I don't know if I did, either. All right, well... um, Of course I did. No one's going to call me anyway. I (laughs) blame Cable 2KX. We'd like to thank Detroit Beer Collective for sponsoring this episode. Let's get into it. Here's some news.
0: I'm searching the web for the latest gaming news. Searching MotorCityGaming.com. Downloading headlines. Download complete.
3: All right, let's get right into it. Shovel Knight. Is guest starring in Ukulele.
1: I'm so excited.
3: <laughs> yeah, so Ukulele uh, will feature a very special guest character as de- as developer Platonic Games has announced that Shovel Knight will make an appearance in its upcoming 3D platformer. So this is pretty exciting because Shovel Knight himself is in a 2D platformer, so it- it's going to be the first time we see Shovel Knight in a 3D world. Um, super cool. I like Shovel Knight, and obviously, I'm super excited for this game. I think art style-wise, he fits right in, and uh, yeah.
1: I may be as excited for ukulele as you guys are for Horizon. Like that is the game I'm most excited for next year. I believe, assuming Spider-Man and God of War don't come out next year. Like ukulele, like Banjo Kazooie is amazing. So to give me the spiritual successor, like sign me up.
2: Sign. It me looks cool, up. and I like like him to like to see him in there. But like, why?
3: Like, why is he there? Because they delayed the game, so they have to have
2: they have to do something. Shameless plugs. Yeah, because I I was like, I did a little bit of research into it, and like, there's
3: no connection to him. And well, Shovel Knight's brand new. I mean, so is so is this game. But I mean, the reason why it's connected is these two develop these two companies have a relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Cross promotion. So, so what's gonna happen is Shovel Knight two is gonna
3: come out, and you're gonna have you're gonna have ukulele characters in Shovel Knight. Like you're, you're gonna end up seeing this. And so could there be a story that ends up, you know, lore ends up developing because of this down the road? Maybe. Pins.
2: Yeah. I was just curious if there was, like, a similar person involved in both series or, but couldn't find anything. No, just they're friends. cool
3: characters and they want them to be together, Jazzy. Why? God, I damn. damn. I was just, just like just me and Grimm,
1: Cool characters that just want to be together.
3: Yeah. Well, <laughs> then you both might gotten married and fucked that up, didn't you? Yeah. But listen, okay. <laughs> I I read comic I read these comic book series that was Batman and the Turtles, and it was awesome. Guess what? They don't belong together, but they put them together in a comic book, and it worked. So just deal with it. I, side uh, note, you don't see Superman getting Raphael like on your hat right now, do you?
1: I just bought <laughs> Deadpool versus Gambit issues one and two. Yeah. Right there. That's, Mash, a, that's it's a called the mashup,
3: up made mash-up
2: man. Made in heaven. So side note, I was playing Overwatch with Cable. And he was May, so he'd freeze the characters. And I was playing Mercy. Well, I had my pistol out, and he froze the characters. And I went up and, like, pistol-whipped this character to death. And I was like, that was the coolest thing ever. So then I was, like, utilizing my punch. Because I never really punch as Mercy. You heal. You don't don't punch people. So I had her staff out. Did you say that Mercy's a lover, not a fighter? Exactly. So I had her staff out, and she, like like, butt ends with the staff as her, like, punch, and I was like, oh my gosh, it's the coolest thing ever. And Chris is like, yeah, you're like Donatello, and I was like, Chris, I'm gonna give this one to you only because I don't like Donatello still, but I really want to, piss like, hit somebody with the staff when you freeze them <laughs> I was about to say,
3: Chris, just ruined it for you.
1: Absolutely ruined Mercy for me. I'll never play as Mercy. Yeah,
3: Mercy either. should just be deleted from the game. Yeah, later. Next story, <laughs> Street Fighter V updates adds potentially dangerous files for PC players. What, Capcom messing up again? That, that, that never happens. It's, it's just had such a strong run, Street Fighter V. Oh well, let's just get into this one. The September update that rolled out to give everybody the new players... Um. Has some unexpected surprises for PC players. Reddit users discovered the patch planted a Capcom system file in the System32 folder. A kernel level implant like this opens up the back door within your machine, which could potentially allow any outside user to access and remotely control your computer. <laughs> Come on,
1: Capcom! Like, what the hell? It's like they're squatting down and crapping in their players' eyes.
2: Oh, It's like they have to hack into people's computers so that somebody will play this game.
3: But wait, it gets better. Those who updated to the new patch were reporting the application acquiring elevated privileges and even a few blue screens of death. The September update was anticipated, adding returning fighter, uh, was it Urine? Urine? Like urine, like pee. It's probably urine. Yeah. Xander yeah. was really yeah. excited about it. I, if it's wrong, if it's wrong, I'm going to say it's urine because then Xander's f- fucking piss right now. I couldn't right stop
1: now. laughing because he's like, "Oh, I can't wait to play with urine." And, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: and several long-awaited features to the popular fighting game Capcom support has stated on Twitter that it is aware of the situation and will be issuing rollbacks soon to remove the potentially dangerous file without deleting the September content. We apologize for the inconvenience. And we'll have an update on the uh, on the time frame for the PC rollback solution soon.
1: A, a security breach, or a potential security breach, is not a, a setback or whatever they said. <laughs> exactly, inconvenience. It's not an inconvenience. Not at all. I I might might blue me. screened. It was yeah.
2: me. Canadian yeah. Lizard Squad yeah.
1: attack. The jazzy squad. It's, yeah. it's terrible. No wipe squad. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> wipe your hard drive. Let me tell no you what squad. the
2: biggest problem I had with this was. As I watched the trailer of Urine's little gameplay... He's a lightning character, and he was fighting in the shallows of the beach and not electrocuting himself. What the
3: fuck is wrong with that?
1: I don't think you'd electrocute yourself. That's
3: your biggest problem with this?
1: He's more likely to kill a
3: manatee near him. Because I already
1: realized Capcom's going to let me down,
2: so I have to pick something else Let me tell you
3: my biggest problem with this is that I have a $2,200 computer upstairs that if I had this game on, it would be basically wide open for anybody to come on in and try to take whatever they wanted because with that system file, my antivirus isn't going to do shit. They're allowed to come in. It's like me giving them permission like, hey, hey oh, you want my shit? Yeah, here, come on in and just take it.
1: It's basically like front Cap- door's wide open. Capcom is forcing you to pick up the soap in the shower in prison. Yeah, absolutely. Like, absolutely. They're oh, leaving your back door exposed. Yeah. to danger.
2: Yeah. If we ever see this on Grimlock's PC, we need to kick his ass cuz our paychecks are on that PC. Mm, that's true. <laughs>
1: All that, all that fat Motor City Gaming money. Second of Man. all, you,
2: you ain't getting no paychecks. Come on. He doesn't know you're paying me. Oh,
1: shit. He thinks
2: this is a joke. <laughs> oh.
0: It's well. like I
2: get urinated on.
3: That was right. a Street Fighter joke. I got it. It was good. Xander appreciates that one. <laughs> Next up, Titanfall 2 mode is an exclusive for people who eat at Buffalo Wild Wings. What? Yes. I wanted to bring this up because I really want... I've seen this happen a few times now with games, and I want people's opinion. So there's an update to this, but I'm going to tell you the original concept. U.S. restaurant chain Buffalo Wild Wings has teamed up with EA for a Titanfall 2 promotion. Participants who eat at one of the, let's say, 1,200 U.S. locations between October 28th and November 2016 will receive access to an exclusive Titanfall 2 multiplayer mode and Titan Insignia. The the mode will apparently offer a space where players have the chance to earn huge rewards more than anything else in the game.
1: Is there anything more EA than forcing their players to go to a restaurant with overpriced food that tastes like garbage and is guaranteed to give you diarrhea? Yeah,
3: so there is an update. Let's Let's just cover this here. EA sends along clarification that players will also earn Coliseum tickets by playing multiplayer. The Mountain Dew and Buffalo Wild Wings promotions are just another way for fans to get tickets to Coliseum mode. So you don't want to make your game pay to win directly. You want to indirectly make this game pay to win because if I go eat a shit ton of wings and drink a shit ton of sugar poison, then I'm going to have tickets before the normal people that just play multiplayer. And... The reason I brought this up is because I wanted you guys' input. I hate, and even though I drank way too much Red Bull when the Taken King came out, I hate this concept that these games are like selling exclusive, like rights to certain aspects of their game, to like drinks and food and shit.
2: Like, oh, it's worse than that. It's worse than that because the. People who go to Buffalo Wild, Ging, Wild, Wild Wings, Buffalo, sorry, bu, Buffalo where you eat buffaloes, um, they have the ability to get exclusive access to multiplayer mode. The Coliseum is a 1v1 that you get through multiplayer and do. In. So that's
1: that wouldn't be considered a multiplayer, would it? Wouldn't 1v1 be multiple players because it's more than one? That's yeah. two players. Coliseum is a multiplayer mode, yes. Yeah. So is Coliseum...
2: I guess my question is, is Coliseum the same mode that you're going to get from Buffalo Wild Wings
3: as if you drank Mountain Dew or ate Doritos or played multiplayer? Coliseum mode is part of Titanfall 2. All it is, is that you need, a pa- you need a ticket to get in the door. Mm-hmm. The only way you can get it in the game is by playing multiplayer, and randomly you're going to get a ticket. Just like randomly you're going to get a skeleton key so you can fucking open up a chest in Destiny, right?
2: So but, I'll never but, get a ticket to Coliseum. But the, the Coliseum. difference
3: here is if you don't want to play multiplayer but, and you want access right into Coliseum, all you got to do is go eat wings or go drink pop, and you'll get it. So that's that's my problem. It's it's the same thing as, a, as an app here. Hey, you're going to play this downloadable game, and you're just playing it for fun. I'm going to go over here and spend 100 bucks on it and, and, just, and destroy you every time you even play the game. So if you don't want to play multiplayer
2: to get a ticket... To play a multiplayer app, you just go to Buffalo Wild Wings. Yes. That doesn't make no sense.
3: Well, I know it makes it doesn't make. It's, it's horrible. It's basically them, like I said, indirectly making their game pay to win. All I have to do is, in the first month of the release, go get diabetes, and I can have way more access to Coliseum than you're going to just playing the game. I wonder I, how they're going to do this.
1: Could you unlock Liberty Medical coupons for playing <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right? Titanfall? Well, now you have diabetes. I wonder, yeah, I
2: wonder how they're going to like release these, these tickets to the Coliseum, because I, I might not want to go to the Coliseum, but I would love to eat me some Buffalo Wild Wings. So, how much money am I going to make off my
3: eBay codes that I'm putting on eBay? Probably not a lot. Just like Taking King wasn't worth that much. What's not clear at this point is how the huge rewards will affect non-Buffalo Wild Wing eaters. Uh, although there are no further details at this time, a similar promotion running with Mountain Dew and Doritos offers a new 1v1 battle mode called Calcium. As we hear more, we'll sure will let you know. Um, and obviously the update did say you will be able to earn this in the normal multiplayer mode. You'll, I'm guessing you, you get drops, basically. You're going to end up earning these rewards. It's just dumb. It's like make yeah. your game, advertise it, if, like put the, the the all these little side avenues where you're trying to make an extra buck. It's just getting stupid. It's just getting really stupid.
1: But I do so I have to ask you this. How much does that differ from selling collector's editions with a bunch of extra stuff in it? The thing is these games are getting away from—they're they're not uh, the ubiquitous experience that picking up an N64 cartridge was where everyone got the same game, the same content, is able to play the same thing. There's so many different variants between DLC and, you know, uh, pre-order perks and different things like that where we're losing some of that.
3: Well, its just, I mean, yeah, you nail it. It's the same thing as if you go get uh, the game from—so, like— I got luck here. But if you go download uh, Destiny from PlayStation, you got the Galahorn and you got the Gallowing. I ordered it pre-ordered it from Amazon, I got the Galahorn. And I was like, "Wait, where's my Gallowing at?" You know, like it's like I may have gotten nothing from ordering it from Best Buy. I'm not right. sure. Right. So yet. There, and there you go. There's a third one, Best Buy. He didn't get anything. So, I just I'm tired of like, "Oh, if you go, if you get a GameStop, then uh, you know, you get this uh, extra color of basketball that you can use." Or like it's like, "I don't care. Just put the content in the game." Even if you want to sell it for $0.99, cents, put it all in the game and stop giving, like, stop taking GameStop's money. Because that's the, that's the only reason you get this exclusive content, right? GameStop goes, hey, uh, NBA 2K17 is coming out. We want something special that no one else has. Um, we'll pay you, you know, $20,000 to give us a, you know, unique basketball that no one else gets. And it's just like, come on, guys. You make enough money off this stuff. Do you really absolutely need to do that? Like, there's no value for the gamer at that point other than, like, diehard. Like, I'm a GameStop junkie, so I'm, I get everything from GameStop. Well, then, you know, them paying 20k does not help them at all because you were already going to get the game from them. <laughs> so, like, I just, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. If
2: you want to be the best at Titanfall 2, you just need these four things. Wings, Dew, Doritos, Diabetes. Okay, there you go.
1: I so, I know. Yeah, that's, to sum it up, that's just sort of my complain on uh, looking at an aspect of gaming right now is we're, we're losing some of that shared experience with all the extra added garbage that goes yeah. along
3: with coming it. from a guy that buys a ton of collector's editions right i i, I enjoy my collector. i've even gotten to that point now where i'm like i've canceled a few of my collector's editions because i'm just looking at it i'm like you know what why am I paying an extra $170 for this? Like, I just, you know what? It's not worth it. I'm going to gamble with the chance that this is going to be the next Halo 5, and in eight months, they're going to have a bunch of these left over in the warehouse, and I'm going to pick it up $49.99. That's what I'm going to do. So, like, I-, I think we're getting that saturation point where, like, Final Fantasy has the, a collector's edition, right? And then Final Fantasy... Um, Whatever that the, I forgot the name of it, but it's like—is
1: it, it seven? No, it's not Shadow. the remake. It's no, like it's...
3: it's like the little cartoony one that's coming out. Like, uh, damn. Anyways, I got an email for it saying, "Hey, we got a collector's edition for this too," and I instantly I was like, "Oh man, I'm gonna sign on and, and pre-order it." And I'm like signing on, and I'm like filling my shit out, and I'm like, "Okay, okay, okay." I don't want it to sell out because the other one sold out on me, and then I stopped for a second. I was like, "Wait a minute, do I even want this game?" Like. I get what you guys are doing now. You're just throwing shit in our faces trying to, like, you know, like, oh, my God, a Gears of War 4 statue. I got to I gotta get it. I got to get it. Uh, uh, do I get the Amazon exclusive or do I get the regular one? I don't know. And then I sat back and thought about, like, man, this thing's $250. Like, do I really think this is going to become, like, a, a hard-to-find collectible item considering not a single other Gears of War, co- like, collector's edition has been, is rare right now? Like, I can go out and buy one for a reasonable price. So I kind of like backed off. I was like, well, I'm already buying the Xbox One S Gears Edition that comes with a digital copy of the game. Maybe I'm going to wait on the Gears. This is me, okay? Gears Junkie. And I'm like, maybe I want to wait on the Collector's Edition because that's a lot of money. So I don't know. I-, I totally agree with you. I think it's it's overkill. I think it's almost like, hey, we know we don't have a perfect game here, so how can we hide it?
1: By charging you more for garbage you don't need.
3: Yeah. All that's right. right. Speaking of garbage that we don't need, let's move into Ebon Capone's special news coverage, and that is WWE 2K17 Season Pass details. All DLC's been revealed, and man, is it worth every penny, right, Ebon? Man,
1: let me try and get this link to work here, so I can really die. I want, I want to go over the details of this. Oh, I'm actually having an issue. It won't click into the link.
3: And okay. Cool. To like, well, bah, bah, bah. I'm just gonna read it off to you, oh, and you can. Wait, just, you, I got it. I got
1: it. Okay. It was it was a hundred percent user error. Oh no! There's all these pop ups, and this is this is creating an issue. I don't want this video to play. Okay, that was a mess, but okay. Here we go. So, we're talking about the season pass content has been released for WWE 2K17. Yep. I will go forward and say, in the past. WWE 2K games have been buggy pieces of garbage. And I'm a huge wrestling fan. I haven't bought one in a couple years because of that. Even more so, every year they announce what the DLC is and what the season pass will give you, and I go, why would I buy that? And I'm a big wrestling fan. So, this year it's $30. You're
3: not a big wrestling fan. You're like you're like the biggest wrestling fan I know.
1: That's probably true. That's You don't know a lot of people, though.
3: I know quite a few people and I know other <laughs> wrestling fans and you're still worse than they are.
1: Shout out to Higgins. Higgins is a bigger wrestling fan than okay, I. Okay. Our yeah, boy that's old true. man Higgins. For anyone that listens that remembers. Okay. So looking at some of this, it's like thirty dollars and it come you can get three different packs of superstars, which come with like four wrestlers each. Plus, you can get some unlockable matches that you can play through. Now, in the story modes, you actually play through the matches and there's, like, quick time events that helps you actually, like, play it out how it actually happened. I don't think the game mode is necessarily that fun, playing it that way. So, you know, with the, with the season pass, you can get a bunch of matches no one wants to play. Let's think about this. This game is probably being bought mostly by, like, 14-year-old kids. They do not want to play the fabulous Freebirds versus the Von Eriks from 1986, the majority of people buying this game were not alive when that match happened.
3: Myself Whoa. included. Well, the Freebirds are like the like pinnacle of wrestling. Yeah, I followed their match in
1: 1986. They were.
3: They I
2: watched- was two, and that was my favorite thing on TV. This, was that match to this day?
1: <laughs> to this day, no one has ever touched the Freebirds. I mean, they did. They were the first ones to integrate rock and roll and wrestling together. I do have no idea what
3: I'm talking about, (laughs) but I am going to push your buttons this whole article. Yeah,
1: well, I see. The thing is, is I know you're just completely bullshitting me, so it's not going to matter. No, it Um, will
3: because Diamond Dallas Page. Well, yeah, I would want to play uh,
1: Cactus Jack and DDP versus the Fabulous Freebirds. See, the Freebirds. Relevant,
3: right but there. But it's because of Cactus Jack and DDP. They're still part of it. So, so give them credit. Give them credit.
1: I I have no nothing against the Freebirds. <laughs> Shout out to Michael Hayes.
3: Listen, you're hating on the Freebirds, and I don't appreciate I it. I
1: don't think they have a place in a video game in 2016.
3: Well, then you know That's what? That's my point! Out of all the wrestling fans, you're probably the only one that feels that way, because obviously real wrestling fans like myself <laughs> and Jazzy yeah. know that the Freebirds are relevant oh, today. Oh, man. Quote the Raven Nevermore.
2: No, okay, okay so now you're way off. No, no, no,
1: no. no. <laughs> that gets to a point that I was going to make about this. If you look at some of these packs with, with superstars included, one of them is called a Legends Pack. And let me list the wrestlers that are in here, okay? Eddie Guerrero.
3: Legend. That's legend. A legit
1: legend. Someone that I would, I'd, I'd play as Eddie, absolutely. Do you guys know who Greg the Hammer Valentine is? Legend, yeah. Yeah, no, you guys don't know.
3: Quick the hammer Valentine, yeah man. He's got the hammer. Tell me what he looks like. Ah, uh, big, bald, uh got a little no, bit of facial he, hair. He has long flowing blonde that's hair. That's what I said. What did you <laughs> think <laughs> I
2: said? And he wears that pink speedo lunatard thing. And he's got a big lunatard sledgehammer. You're it's talking it's about loony. Bret Hart.
3: You're talking about Bret Hart. No, he's got a big sledgehammer and he's like and he and he has a snake around his neck. That that's Shake <laughs> the
1: Snake. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, and his face is
3: painted with white and black.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you you'll get jazzy upset for insulting Sting. Okay, Psycho Sid. I don't want to play a Psycho Sid. Why I don't not?
3: Care. Because he was never that great. Psycho Sid is again the pinnacle of the, wrestling. No, no, no. The
1: <laughs> only thing that makes playing a Psycho Sid fun is if you could jump off the second rope and snap your leg in half. Like, Turn and out, and he he turns step. out you can. You can't.
2: You He's can't not just a psychopath. Okay, He's he- a high functioning <laughs> psychopath. <laughs>
1: He's the champion of the world, or though the, the yeah, he had some stupid gimmick back in the day where he's like, "I'm the champion of the universe," or something. See,
3: look, he's so relevant he's that you know his. Yeah. plan. Yeah. you know, no, I went and to a Monday a night RAW. I went to a
1: Monday night RAW two years ago, and Psycho Shit Sid did show up and a psycho, <laughs> <You're laughs> psycho shit, Psycho shit, Psycho shit might be proper actually.
3: Another start to Tonka. Okay. You know legend, Legend. Tell me about Tatanka. Tatanka's dead. Had a heart attack. Four hundred pounds. No, <laughs> tell me about Tatanka.
1: <laughs> I don't know Tatanka. Tatanka at least was around in the '90s. He was the uh, slightly offensive Native American guy. Yeah, who, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, Tatanka. Nightwolf.
3: Yeah, yeah exactly.
1: Uh, Nightwolf. He was Nightwolf. Mortal
3: Kombat. Got but it.
1: here, here's my biggest grievance with this Legend Pack. So, other than Eddie Guerrero, I wouldn't play as any of those people. But here's the most egregious of them all. Who's going to pay to play as Brutus
3: the Barber Beefcake? That's the best character you've said so far. Yeah. Brutus no, it's not. I- yes, it is. Brutus, I actually know who Brutus is. You like his gimmick. Mmm, beefy. Yeah, that's his slogan.
1: No! <laughs> <laughs> Cuts people's hair with the giant scissors. Duh, we all knew no, that. I would never pay money to play as... Okay, but that's beside the point. What In if they this don't game, have hair? That they don't get a cut from the barber.
3: The Let's most relevant jump. thing
1: that Bruce the Barber was ever involved in is Shawn Michaels throwing Marty Giannetti through the window of his barbershop.
3: See, and you know this because it's relevant. Because Shawn
1: Michaels did because it. Because
2: these are one of the legends. Greatest-
3: no, okay. There are like it a-
2: wouldn't be as legendary if his
1: barbershop wasn't there.
3: Yeah, then you would just throw them through a random window and no one cares about that. Yeah, it's like Montgomery be the Ward's window. Yeah. That would still work. Like- it doesn't <laughs> have to be a barbershop. Or like shop. an HQ window. You remember HQ? You don't. Yeah, home, that. home, home quarters.
1: I remember because they had Super Nintendo's. You could play with your parents while shopping. Suck it.
3: That was a test, and I'm glad you remember. It just right. proves to me again that these are all legends because. It, no, yeah. it
1: Doesn't prove anything. But in the game, in the game, there are like 120 characters on the disc. Why am I going to pay extra money to play as Brutus the Barber? Correction:
3: None of them are probably on the disc because they don't put content on discs anymore. That's just a key yeah. for you to unlock it. Right. Right. And install it.
1: But There's like a million characters. Why do you need to pay for more? Especially ones that are like Greg the Hammer Valentine.
3: Because these ones are legendary. But listen, you forgot one big thing, okay? If you go to Buffalo Wild Wings and eat wings, then you can get Listen, listen. It, listen, it <laughs> would be wrestler. first off, Buffalo
1: Wild Wings stopped showing the pay per views like five years ago, and I've only been there like once since. They're coming back, so no. It would be it would be like <laughs> it'd be like head down to Arby's, not Arby's. Is two hands head down to rallies. <laughs> oh, uh, Get your download codes there. I like rallies. I like rallies too. Um, but you know, you can get a move pack, pay like $10 to get more moves for your created wrestler. Um, and some of this stuff comes with acceleration stuff to give your created wrestler, uh, you know, more hit points or whatever, more attribute points. There's stuff that helps you unlock where you can change the actual rankings in the game, opposed to actually having to play with different wrestlers to get them ranked in different ways on the, the Monday night raw mode. And I don't know if you look at it for $30, you get nothing. You get a bu- <laughs> you get you get a handful more wrestlers when you already have hundred and twenty wrestlers to choose but from. But you get new moves DLC.
3: Yeah. Which, so what the you're telling me? has two
1: thousand moves. Why do listen, you need to buy more? It will what introduce
3: tell- a number of new in-game moves to the experience, including the swing out neck breaker, the the elbow <laughs> the, drop, the elbow drop, the face Zack Ryder, the <laughs> face <laughs> the face wash combo. The face wash combo and the TJP clutch. Okay, you can't play a wrestling game without those moves.
1: Well, at least I mean the TJP clutch. Shout out to T.J. Perkins having that boss eight-bit entrance yesterday. That's what I'm saying. Two days ago, See? Fight
3: Night Two, Motor City Gaming. That's a four-dollar pack, but you know what? It's so good just for those few moves that I'd pay thirty for it. I, I know you would. <laughs> We're gonna have WWE 2K17
2: at fight night 2 motor city gaming that's gonna and I'm gonna to go I'm gonna go ahead and buy the thirty dollars for the extra stuff I get to be able to kick your ass
1: Now, no I'm gonna throw us out there we're gonna little we're getting, we've gone a little too far into this no this no no, no. we haven't
3: gone far. we haven't gone far enough because we G- forgot about, we forgot, about I'm awful. we forgot to talk about
1: NXT entertainment pack okay NXT's is pretty dope so I'm not gonna hate on that
3: there you go how much does that cost
1: 10 bucks nope not worth it well,
3: uh, <laughs> what what <laughs> Are you kidding me? It's a PS4 and Xbox One versions. We'll get the $9.99 NXT Entertainment Pack. Well, the PS3 and Xbox 360 versions will receive... But what do you get in the Entertainment Pack? Uh, it's an enhanced pack that includes Apollo Crews, Nia nope. Jax, nope. and Shinsuke Nakamura. Oh, man. Yes. I, okay, I would pay $10. Yes.
1: To, okay, of all the <laughs> downloadable characters, I would pay $10 to play a Shinsuke Nakamura, the See? king of strong style.
3: And while also giving players a fifty percent point boost while while competing at NXT during the My Career mode, that's
1: dumb. You don't need the extra points; just get good at the game. It's not a hard game to play. You
3: need the boosts, man. You don't, but I got to get the boosts. And if you drink the Mountain Dew, you get the boosts. If you drink the, if you eat Eat the 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 Fun Dip, you get the boosts. If you go to Buffalo Wild Wings, you get the boosts. Yeah. If you tie your shoes backwards, you get a boost. If you buy the boosts, you get more boosts. Back to the back to the point. Jazzy, I'm awful at
1: every game. Every game genre, I'm terrible at them. I'm the worst in the group. I am amazing at wrestling video games. Cable might be better, but I am pretty damn good.
2: Well, if Cable's in, I'm not playing because he tried to get me to play Overwatch. I'm still forgiving him. He's got another $40. And I also
1: will take this time to remind everyone, I am the reigning... Motor City Gaming Fight Night
3: Champion. Listen, all that matters right now is that 2K announced the Digital Deluxe Edition. This is the one you need, Ebone. The PS4 and Xbox One version will only cost $89.99. Include the game. It's season pass, both 2K17 and 2K16. My player kickstarts the latter of which becomes immediately available upon pre-ordering for those who also own WWE 2K16. I do not. The Goldberg pack, which includes two playable versions of Bill Goldberg, the greatest wrestler ever. No, stop. That was too far. That was too far. (laughs) Goldberg is the worst. He's the man. He's on the cover, isn't he? Look, I he's know, right there. Brock
1: is on the cover.
3: Oh, well, this it's guy Lesnar on the okay, cover. Well, and this, I don't like Lesnar, but he I, is at all, least a good wrestler. All I'm saying is I see a picture of Goldberg with fire behind him and you, it says WWE 2K17 you love Goldberg. and it says it says he's the man. No one's been ever better than he has. Ever. That's yeah. not true. Ever, it's not true. but let me finish this. Plus, the, I got a hold gameplay on. trailer. We haven't even gotten through all the great content that you get for ninety dollars, as well as ninety dollars. WC- yeah, as well as a WCW Monday Nitro and Halloween Havoc arenas, and a theme for your PS4. I would
1: like that theme, and I do love Halloween Havoc. It was like the coolest pay-per-view set ever.
3: Yeah, and don't forget that if you're stuck on the uh, last gen, the PS3 and the Xbox 360 versions, it'll only cost eighty dollars instead of 90 and it includes uh, the season pass and the NXT legacy pack. It's a different pack. So this is just so you know, this game is so great that they're still making it for the last gen. While everybody else has said, fuck the last gen, we're going to move on and make our game better. 2k knows what the fans want. and wants a buggy ass game that can be played on both generations.
1: That is very true. <laughs> they probably should just focus on doing it on the current gen and making the game work. Well, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I may buy this game because I haven't bought a 2K uh, wrestling game in a couple years, uh, but I'm nervous I'm going to buy. it, It's going to be a buggy mess. And what I can tell you I will not be buying is all this horseshit DLC. <laughs> I will not be pre-ordering it to play as Bill Goldberg. Hundred and how many game? How many matches There's undefeated? There's like 120
2: characters. Listen, in you
3: the need game. Bill Goldberg because you have to spear people. It's the only way you can win in this game.
1: Roman Reigns can spear people better. Garbage, than Garbage,
3: garbage. Roman and, Reigns is a noob. No one even knows who he's Roman Reigns is. So much is. better than Freebirds for life.
1: <laughs> I have nothing against the Freebirds. I just don't think they need to be in a video game in 2016.
2: This is ridiculous. I'm gonna get the game. I'm gonna get the beefcake. I'm gonna cut your beard off your face. And then I'm going to give it to Detroit Beard Collective.
1: I think he was talking about the the barber. We need to we need to move on. I cannot handle
3: this abuse. Anymore. <laughs> yeah, I, I I was happy to get you all r- ramped up there though. I just, that's every, the only reason I put it in the dock every year. You they, know I don't give a shit about this game.
1: <laughs> if the DLC was fifteen dollars, maybe,
3: but you thirty No, bucks, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. Fifteen no, dollars? No, for other people, not me. Oh, oh, oh. not me. Yeah. I'm okay. not going to pay for. You're not going to buy the game, and I, you're a wrestling fan. I probably. I might rent it to see if it's playable. When it comes out, you'll go buy two cases you'll go no, buy sixteen. Will, no,
1: the last couple of years have been baggy I mean. Listen, the piles last one I
3: bought was your fault and it was god awful. What?
1: No, you bought twelve when they did the rebranding and it was And still it was god
3: awful. There was a point where we were fighting and all of a sudden my guy glitched out of the rink and and just started running into the blackness yeah, and just kept running and just kept running that's what those games are like that's why they're terrible it was the buggiest piece of shit I've ever played I played it when you were over and, and it was fun we had fun I played it when you were over and every other moment that that, that that game was in my house it was in its case somewhere else we had
1: tag team championships together you don't disregard the time we spent winning those we titles we couldn't play
3: as the free birds
1: so I don't care you, <laughs> n- name any of the free birds I don't have to I literally said one of their
3: names a minute ago listen the free birds don't Need individual names. They just need to be known as a group, yeah. and to be known as the greatest group ever. The only two that matter are named
2: Leonard and Skinner.
1: <laughs> <laughs> are you saying? Are you saying that the Freebirds are better than the
3: Horsemen? Obviously, <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> I'm just. I'm, <laughs> I'm pushing, <laughs> the Road Dog. I'm pushing our friendship Jesse to James James the the limit. Billy
1: Gun? Okay, this has been too much wrestling. Let's we got to
3: move, move on here because uh, we got some news. A week ago, I said that Nintendo NX could be announced this week guess what i was wrong so was n4g.tv or whatever fucking site i pulled it from so but we did get some interesting news from ubisoft ceo saying nintendo nx is fantastic and will offer a different experience to other consoles and uh, this is very interesting um ubisoft ceo came out and has uh further claimed that Nintendo's next console, codenamed NX, will stand apart from Microsoft and Sony's home consoles. Speaking at IGN uh, and Ubisoft event yesterday, uh, previously expressed his admiration for an upcoming console explaining specifically why he was excited for the NX. And he said, I think once again the interface is very attractive. It's a machine that will be easily easy to use for all gamers. They have built in something that will give us a chance to really have a different experience from what exists today. That's what I like, that they come with something new that is adapted to what we actually want now. So different experience from home consoles, which connects to, the obviously, the rumors that this is not a traditional home console. It's going to be some sort of hybrid that's going to be a portable Uh, During a separate presentation, he called it a fantastic machine going on to explain that I think it's a really new approach. It's really Nintendo coming with something new again. We love it. Persistent rumors have said that the NX will be a handheld console featuring detachable controllers and a dock for TV play. A claim backed by the comments from the Pokemon company that says it is tr- it is trying to change the concept of what it means to be a home console device or a handheld device. Nintendo's last home console, the Wii U, has been a sales failure. When we asked if... Um, it was it Gelimont, which is the Ubisoft CEO, saw the NX as a step back towards the Wii's more inclusive and financially successful approach. He said, It's difficult to answer that before NX is revealed. What we see is that N- Nintendo has learned from the Wii U. All publishers learn from what they do, and then come with something new and more attractive, which which I think is the case here. So I am getting
1: a telepathic message from the future. And it has the reveal of what the NX's real name is going to be. God. Are you ready for this prophecy from the future? And then when it is said on the reveal, and you all will worship me as the prophet I am. (sighs) Let's hear it. It's going to be called the Homeboy. No. Because it's, no. it's a Game Boy. It's a
3: Game Boy that you'll play at home. It's going to be called the Homeboy. If it's called the Homeboy? Nintendo if Homeboy. If it's called the Homeboy, I'm going to punch oh you in the God. dick. <laughs> it's gonna be called... I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what you're going to get. If it's called the Homeboy, you are getting hit in the dick hard.
1: Consider me the prophet that I am now and worship the fact that it will be called the Nintendo Homeboy. Ah. <sighs> Play it at home. Play it on the road. It's the homeboy. If we knew
2: anything about this council at all, I would say this was viable. But this is the biggest pile of shit. How much did they pay this guy to say this? I don't know. I think he's seen it. I think that they
3: paid him to say it. Okay, let me put it this way. Ready? I don't think Nintendo's going to pay Ubisoft CEO anything. Ubisoft CEO doesn't need anybody to pay him. No, let me. It's so generic. You ready?
2: Watch this. Speaking at IGN. At Motor City Gaming events yesterday, Jez E Fiddle, who has previously express, expressed his admiration for the upcoming console, explains it, specifically why he is excited for PlayStation Five. I think once again the interface is very attractive. It's a machine that will be easy to use for all gamers. They have built it. They have built in it something that will give us a chance to have a really different experience from what exists today. That is what I like. That they come up with something that is new and adaptable that we actually want now. It's so generic that I could plug anything in there for any council ever... And it's going to be
1: the same thing. It sounds so generic. It almost sounds like he's trying not to get sued. <laughs> it sounds he's so trying generic to say something nice, he knows the big N will fuck him. <laughs> they will sue a child for putting a Smash Brothers. They will
3: rip his sphincter apart and he will have to wear fucking butt bags the rest of his life because he said something about this NX. You know Reggie rolls deep with like three lawyers to any given meeting. And three Glocks.
1: You know it. He's gangster.
3: <laughs> He's a thug. I still if think you this work is dumb. for
2: Nintendo. You gangster as hell. Nintendo was like, oh shit, we still haven't said anything about NX because N- it's not real. Let's get some dumb guy that's
3: going to go ahead and say dumb something guy. good about
1: He's it. The CEO for Ubisoft. He's not, Ubisoft.
3: He's not young. He, okay, if, if I'm Nintendo and I'm going to have anybody go ahead and say uh, and pay someone to say something, why would I pick Ubisoft? Like, Ubisoft? What have they made for my system besides Rayman? Because you can control him. You cannot control Ubisoft. you They Nintendo. can't control... Ubisoft can't control themselves, first of all. Okay? Nintendo controls Have you seen YouTube. The Division?
2: oh Okay. I don't want to argue this with you anymore. Yeah, NX we're, isn't we're not, real.
3: We're not done yet. I listen, hope it is called the homeboy now. Listen, oh, that's fine, because you're going to get hit in the dick, too. <laughs> but...
1: You can keep hoping because your hopes are going to come true because it's going to be called the Homeboy.
3: Ugh. Bottom line, I brought this article up for one main reason, is that it really supports the rumors that are going around about the device being portable, about the device supporting... Um, we have we have uh, Pokemon Company Game Freak coming out saying they are making games for the... Pokemon games for the Wii U. Sorry, for the NX. Pokemon Snap 2. So, again... Game Freak doesn't necessarily make games for home consoles a ton, especially Pokemon games. Shout out to Tembo the Badass Elephant. <laughs> exactly. So a lot of this statement really supports the fact that this device is going to be very unique, and I hope that Ubisoft... Okay, I don't like Ubisoft's like praise on this because I don't look very highly on Ubisoft considering its track record with Assassin's Creed... Uh, the Division, the delay of South Park, the, what else do we have? Oh, Watch Dogs. I mean, like, it's just one after another of just like, ugh. When does Watch Dogs 2 come out? Uh, soon. Very soon. Okay. As I say,
1: what if something like the Div- the Division sequel or Watch Dogs 2 launches on this system and because it's portable, they can do a Pokemon-esque go augmented reality sort of experience?
3: I, again, I, with it, like yeah. like,
1: there's potential to do things that are really cool with the system that maybe Ubisoft has IPs that would work would work well for.
3: I could really see augmented reality being this maybe this thing that they're talking about in the sense that they're going to be able to build it into a bunch of their games where when you take this game on the go, it's going to give you a slightly different experience than when you play it at your house, but they'll be, you'll be able to do both. The homeboy. <laughs>
2: Anyways, the Nintendo NX. Find out more. February 2017.
3: Yeah, right. Anyways, the NX is due for release in March 2017, although no. Can you please refer to it as the Homeboy? The the Nintendo Homeboy is due (laughs) for release in March 2017, although no official reveal has been scheduled or discussed by the company. Uh, Ubisoft's Just Dance 2017 is one of five games confirmed for the console. Best news ever. Moving on, because you guys are giving me diabetes. A new video has surfaced for Zelda Breath of the Wild showing Link cooking. So, why are we talking about this, right? I thought it was an interesting mechanic they showed that we're not used to in Zelda. Uh, kind of at first I was like, oh no, this is like from Monster Hunter, you're gonna have a hunger meter and you're gonna have to cook to keep yourself from you know being exhausted. I'm instantly going to hate this.
1: Think less Monster Hunter and think more Animal Crossing, because <laughs> it's Nintendo. <laughs> yeah,
3: Monster Hunter, <laughs> Monster Hunter is Nintendo.
1: Yeah, it's developed by someone else though, Capcom. Yeah,
3: but it's strongly connected with Nintendo yeah. though. So again, I was concerned about this. Animal Crossing. Uh, the interesting thing I found out though, one one thing that they give you example is eating some spicy sauteed peppers will raise your body temperature so that you can explore cold environments. So they're building mechanics into being able to craft things, uh, even cook things, and give you access instead of maybe the traditional way of, like, oh, I need to find, like, a special tunic uh, so that I can do, you know, special things.
1: Sounds like a side quest.
3: It's getting very (laughs) RPG open world, yeah. It's
2: Dragon Quest, but Zelda.
3: I'm sorry, have you guys been following this game? Because it's an open world RPG that's named Zelda. Like that's what it is. That's why everybody's excited. Because we haven't necessarily had this scale of Zelda. Yeah. So I was. I was just reiterating. Re-iter, re re reitering. Rittering?
2: Rittering? Sure. Is that right. like twittering but retwittering? Damn it, Jazzy! My
3: God, <laughs> <laughs> I can't do this show anymore. <laughs> <sighs> what your get for being a? So Gold you can Bert cook fan. in Zelda. Yes. So yeah, there's another another video that they're uh, you know that they're showing, still with no details really about the game, still no details about the NX, still no details about anything, but they still want to show you gameplay, which is just getting a little old. But there you go, new mechanic, yet again that we're seeing in the new Zelda. Last piece of news that I have to cover because I'm just so excited, and everyone in the world is excited for. Call of Duty Infinite Warfare full beta details revealed. We now know when we're going to be able to beta test this, baby. And I know Jazzy's excited because he's the only one excited for it. They actually might beta test this. Yeah, I know you will. I'd have to pre-order the game, though. Piece of shit. Alright, so Activision has announced the full details for the upcoming Call of Duty Infinite Warfare beta. For PS4 only, the beta will kick off off its first week 10 a.m., Uh, Oh, sorry, 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 p.m. U.K. Time on October 14th. It is expected to close again on October 17th. So, although Activision hasn't yet been clear on that point, the beta will open for both PS4 and Xbox One again for PS4 October 21st and run until October 24th. So, it looks like you're going to get two weekends for PS4, only one weekend for Xbox. So... Uh, access will only be granted to those who have pre-ordered the game on either console platform. So, Jazzy, you better make sure you pre-order that bad boy. Yep. <laughs> if that's you, done and done. If that's you you can redeem your beta code now to get accessed uh, on opening day. The beta will not be available on PC.
2: Good. I don't want him to hack my computer.
3: <laughs> yeah, for real. Stay away from PC. Le- League of Legends, that's it, right? Yep. So uh, are you excited? You're gonna pre-order the game? I
2: actually might. This game's looking
3: better and better the more I see of it. So Cable Two KX, you hear that? You might actually have a buddy to play Call of Duty with for about, yeah, I'd say, two hours, and then you're done. Yeah. Because if you can't handle the speed of Titanfall Two, because you were like whining over there, oh, everything's too fast, I keep dying. Wah. That's what you sounded like in Titanfall Two beta. What do you think's gonna happen in Call of Duty? They have story mode. <laughs> Titanfall 2 has a story mode too. Well, yeah, we it's didn't get to beta gonna, test that. <laughs> you're not going to be able to beta test it in this beta, in, in this beta. Well,
2: I at least get to have the early beta access to realize I don't want to play multiplayer, and I'll play story mode when the game comes out. And then I'll gamezuki you review it. You
3: could do and that exact thing with the Titanfall 2 beta.
0: Yeah, I
3: hate you. You're the worst.
0: I'm not the worst. You're it's the worst. Legit.
3: You're going to buy Call of Duty Infinite Warfare over Titanfall 2. I never said I wasn't going to get Titanfall 2. Uh, I don't believe you. And I'm going to whine like a little
2: bitch during this beta test too. I'm be like, Yeah, it's too fast for me. I can't wait for story mode to
3: come out. I don't even know why you want to play story mode. It's going to be the most generic garbage that Activision's ever put out. It's what they do every time. Wait a be, second. That'll be are, the best Call so, of Duty I've ever played. Are
1: you saying it's the most generic garbage of a story that Activision's ever put out? There's some recent tough competition.
2: <laughs> Man, that's true.
1: <laughs> no.
3: no, no, no. Call of Duty is on a whole nother level, okay? We, we could bitch all we want about this next segment because it is our bitch fest coming up. But listen. Call of Duty is trash. And, and, and 95% of the time, the story mode that's thrown in there is simply afterthought for a game that they know people want to play multiplayer in and people, and they know that they're going to have a pro league and they're going to have all this stuff. So they're just throwing extra crap in. And honestly, it's probably what they're doing with Titanfall 2 as well. I mean, I don't have a whole lot of hope for that either, but that's just first-person shooters. And so the fact that we're surprised at what's what we're about to talk about and let me just say this real quick. That's been the news. You can check out all these stories on our social media, Facebook, Motor City Gaming. But
1: Facebook.com, it's a website.
3: Yeah, I don't need to say .com. People get it. What? Go to Facebook, search Motor City Gaming. Facebook what? Just go to Facebook. Where? I'm done with you. .com, it's a website. <laughs> we don't have to say .com. How will people know it's a website?
1: Oh, my God.
2: Dunham.com. Anybody see Jeff Okay, you want me to do it up? right?
3: You want me to do it right? www.facebook.com slash Motor City Gaming
1: slash Grimlock's butthole slash
3: Ethan Sucks Dick slash I Love You Jazzy. <laughs> yes! Best page ever because I
1: created it. <laughs>
3: Anyways, go check out the news stories if you want, and and, uh, let us know your feelings on our forum at MotorCityGaming.com. It's a website.
1: website. Yeah, it's catching on. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs)
3: All right, let's get get into it. We we have a bitch fest this week, and it revolves around a little game by Activision, maybe developed by Bungie, with a great name called Destiny. Destiny. We got the new DLC last week rise of iron which we were all very excited about it came out on the same day that our last episode you know last episode so we hadn't had a lot of time with it so we didn't really want to give our thoughts yet uh, the raid wasn't out yet so we want, really wanted to give it a week before we dove into our thoughts so let's start with with the uh, the rookie on the, of the team Ethan and I want your thoughts on destiny because you were the most in this room you were the most Involved in Destiny still, where we had all kind of taken a break and moved on to other games, and left. Like I hadn't played Destiny in two months,
1: and I will say, other than Iron Banner, I hadn't touched the game since May. Okay, hop on, run Iron Banner a little bit on the weekends, and that—that's all I've been doing. What makes me a different Destiny player than both of you is, you suck. Well, I'm awful. I'm really bad at the game, but I came in post-taking King. This is my first expansion. I started playing the game in December where you guys have been playing it the whole time. You guys had gone through all the expansions. You experienced what it was like for those. This was my first time getting new Destiny content so i was really hyped up about it i i really am intrigued i was intrigued by the iron lords because i love iron banner it's like my favorite thing to do on destiny and uh all all the artwork for it all the hype around it it looked like it was going to be really really cool and i will say that i've enjoyed playing it but there's also been immense letdowns with it and i think i'll let you guys get into that a little bit more I've, lo- I've had fun but i don't feel like i got my money's worth necessarily out of it
3: all right, so from somebody that's been here since day one, because Jazzy it, it hasn't even been here since day one, minus the PS3 era, but like I've played it since day one on the PS4. I am now $150 into this game as far as the $60 to buy it, the $60 if you count all the DLC, including Take, uh, Taking King, Dark Below, and the uh, House, of Wolves. House of Wolves. So now we add... Uh, Rise of Iron for $30 more puts me at 150 I was happy with uh, the Taken King. They, they really made a lot of changes and, and tried to better the game. It really felt like a year two launch. Like, like yeah, we're listening to you guys. We're going to build this into something special. And Rise of Iron... Kind of had that feeling that at least the marketing side of it kind of felt like, oh man, they're they're really on a roll. They're going to add to this. It's going to be great. We're we're going to learn a ton about Lord Saladin. We're going to learn we got a whole new like enemy kind of with the Siva, and uh, I disagree. And I'm excited. What do you disagree with? A whole new enemy. We've had the Fallen the whole time. Sort of. I said Siva.
1: Also, let's let's try to avoid spoilers. Let's try and avoid story spoilers here.
3: Okay, well, I mean, if you can't tell that there's something wrong with the new characters, then it's called Siva. Spoiler alert.
1: Yeah, I'm just saying I'm giving a precursor, but let's try to avoid spoiler. too many spoilers of the story.
3: I'm not going to tell anything about the story other than its length. Because if you haven't bought this yet, I don't want you to waste $30 on it. Yeah. If you're thinking about buying it for the story, because you're going to get five missions, that's it
1: five 20-minute missions.
3: That first level is is only 20 minutes because you walk through it slow thinking more was going to happen than it did. Correct. You could sprint through that. And here's the problem. You can sprint through most of these levels. They don't have the lockouts. They don't have those walls that cause you to stop and clear out that section to move on to the next section. You literally, if you want, jump on your sparrow in most of these levels and just burn past a bunch of enemies, jump off, finish the last room, and, and you're done. I mean, it's pathetic. It it is not developed. Like, whoever developed these levels, I don't... What the fuck were you doing? Like, there's no structure here that makes someone actually play through it. Now, we did because we wanted to try to get the value out of the game, and we were enjoying it. It just ended way too soon with tons of questions, and it just kind of left you like, man, this felt more like one of the first DLCs that came out in year one where I was just like, felt ripped off. People are, oh well, you got matchmaking. I got matchmaking a week before the DLC came out for free. For free. So what did I get? I got uh, a new game mode. That's basically a ripoff of Call of Duty. It's it's the dog tags. It's it's what it is. It's it's whatever they call that confirmation kill. Mm-hmm. And kill confirmed. Kill confirmed. Thank you. And it's it's a, whatever. It's it it works. It's yeah. uh it's not terrible, but again, it's not. Original. It's not Bungie. It's not yeah. Destiny. It just feels like, hey, let's just shove an extra mode in there because we gotta give them something for 30 bucks. And then you got a couple good a couple new maps, which seem balanced and and you know, Bungie seems to be able to make a balanced map for multiplayer. Good job. Like you've already proved it you can do that. Prove something else. Give me some lore. Give me some content. Make me care. You know? Yep. And lastly, we got the raid. I can't speak a ton about the raid because I haven't beat it yet. The raid from the parts that I played were interesting, but...
1: I enjoyed the parts that we played.
3: Yeah, but again, $30, I just don't see the value there when I'm already going back to League, I'm already going back to Overwatch, I'm already playing Tearaway. You know, back when Taken King came out, nothing got in my way from Taken King. I was hooked and obsessed to the point where... It was probably, I was missing work because of it at one point, <laughs> mainly because I hated my job. So I also it was easy to call off, but like this just doesn't have that feel. It just doesn't have that kick. So now I'm like, all right, I'm probably going to dabble with it here and there. And it's going to hold me over a- until hopefully Destiny 2 just like gets me all amped up and excited again.
2: I have a big problem with it because with the Taken King, I got new content, something that was different. You got a Galehorn. Listen. You got a Thorn. As a player who's played since year one, yeah, I started on the PS3 and then moved to PS4, but has played from the beginning, the Rise of Iron is the same maps with a different look, the same enemy that's infected and the same guns with a different name and a different paint job. That's it. They don't even have a different name. Like, don't even give them that much credit. I feel like they have a got name nothing in new. Aside from a little st-
3: side storyline. I mean, That's there's it. there's new stuff. Okay, so, so let's, let's not, like, completely bash it. There's new stuff in Rise of Iron. You're going to have new armor. You're going to have new armor sets in Trials, which got uh, announced today. And then the Titan looks actually pretty damn sweet. But, again, again, why did I have to pay $30? Like, why couldn't... like I go back to thinking about other games like Splatoon. They gave me maps, gave me guns, gave me all that stuff for free. On a dying system that's a failure, that, that and, and they still supported that game. Why did I pay $30 to get guns that already exist, so all you had to do is take the code that already exists and go, ah, there you go, it's available now, uh, and here's a couple chroma options for you. Oh, you pre-ordered it? Cool, you get it in black. Like, I don't understand why that is a purchase. That should have been a free update. It should have been a free update. The, um... The Rise of Iron and, and the Trials, we've had updates before to both of those that were free. So, again, new gear sets should have been free. You want me to pay for content? In any other game, in Borderlands, when I paid for top quality content, in Witcher, when I played for top quality content, what did I get? I got story. I got content. I got lore. And you know what? If I got items and stuff on top of that, then great, it was part of it. But the reason why you paid for that is because you wanted more about the world of that game. And you're not getting that with Destiny. Destiny is supposed to be an MMO RPG shooter. That was the whole thing that they branded it for. It was Borderlands, but but even better. Is what it was supposed to be. And we're not getting that. We're getting a shooter. With, like, that side content. We're getting a Call of Duty is what we're getting. We're getting a Titanfall where it's like, okay, yeah, hey, here's all these modes, and here's a little bit of story that's so fucking fragmented that it doesn't fit at all. You had this Traveler. Now, let me ask Ethan, let me ask you. You were intrigued by the Traveler.
1: Yeah, I was intrigued by the Traveler. You wanted
3: to know what was inside the Traveler. You wanted to know what the Traveler was. You wanted to see what it was going to do next. When's the last time we've heard about the Traveler?
1: Uh, there was a dialogue line that I believe said, "Not since the traveler arrived." Those were the oh, that was the only mention of the traveler yeah. in when, the rise of Iron by When, was the, bot, story, right?
3: when <laughs> was the story? involving the traveler? Was it the end of the of the base disc content? Yes, yeah. it was vanilla, hundred yeah, yep. percent. vanilla. End of vanilla. Gives yep. you the gun and gone.
1: Yes, that is that is the end of that.
3: Yep. When's the last time you've seen that character? That's a mysterious female uh, hunter looking chick. Mm-hmm. None.
1: None. None These
3: are the there. things that we wanted more of and they just like left them. They just they abandoned them and they were like alright cool we're going to go talk about um, the Dark Below which was the uh, Hive then we're going to talk about the uh, House of Wolves which was the Fallen then we're going to talk about the Taken King which was basically the Hive again in a way and then we're going to talk about uh, we're back to the Fallen again in Rise of Iron.
1: Shout out to the Cabal getting hoed. The Cabal are getting yeah.
3: hoed. And I'm just like, again, I'm sitting here, I'm like, oh, my God. I mean, I, I didn't I didn't pay $30 and expect something different, unfortunately. Like, I, I kind of knew going into this, I'm like, I'm not going to get my hopes up. And I'm glad I didn't, but I'm still pissed
2: because I'm just like, come on. I don't understand why they have all these people in the game still when they don't do anything. So, like, ever since the end of Crota... What's the point of having Crota in the game still? What's the point of having uh, Varkas in the game still?
3: Well, I mean, would you want to take them out of the game so they have less content? We already don't have enough content. The,
2: having them in the game with no content doesn't help either. Yeah, but why would you take them out of the game? I, paid, just, I paid for that content. I'm just saying, in the the same sense that you're saying with the, with the Traveler, like, why can't they have some sort okay, hey, you want to know what? The Rise of Iron's coming out. And you could also do uh, some new side missions for Crota, or you could do some more side quests for Varkas.
1: Yeah, that would involve that would involve thinking and
3: building upon yeah. what you've made. So I, yeah, you don't even need. Uh, first of all, you don't even need that. What you need to do is take the Crota take the Crota raid, take the Vault of Glass raid, take all these things. And I know they're doing it. Okay, there's they've already said that they're working on it. But it should have been done a year ago. Make the old content useful where if I want to go run the old raid, I have a chance to at least get proper light-level gear. Proper light-level gear. Thank you. But no. Instead, you have half a game, all of vanilla, all the first two expansions, Yeah. minus House of Wolves because they re- revamped Prison of Elders. But in the end, it's all garbage. It's all pointless. Unless you just want, unless you're somebody who's like, hey, let's just run this for fun, and you're, then you're going to blow your way through. There's no, there's not even going to be a challenge. Like, how, I don't understand how difficult it would have been to say, hey, take the AI and just bump it. Like, it, like I, I can't imagine unless you fucked up your game that bad, that taking a level and saying we need to increase the difficulty on it, and then taking your, your algorithm over here of, of how items drop, and just putting it over here, How does that not work? It can't be that difficult. You already have it all built. One thing I can say as someone who did
1: come in halfway into year two... There's a ton of that content I've never actually explored because I'm not going to go into the vault of glass alone. No one else wanted to play it, and it was a waste of time. Yeah, but the so thing, I'm ho- I'm I'm at least hoping for now that when they do get the buffs, I can go back in and play some of that stuff and have a little. The fun crazy, with it, it should have been free.
3: Yeah, the crazy thing about all that shit is that they gave you and they did it again this time around. They gave you a spark that took your character and just jumped it up level. Why? Because they don't want you to play that content. Mm -hmm. They don't want anybody to touch that content. They want to forget about it and let it go. That's why Destiny 2 is right around the corner like, thank God we can just move on from this. And it's just pathetic because now you're going to come out and say, hey, don't worry, before Destiny 2 comes out, we're going to actually make all the old content useful. It's like, oh, okay, but when I bought Rise of Iron, what did you give me? You gave me a spark of light that allowed me to take one character and jump them to 40. I can yeah. start a new character and have it at forty instantaneously. Why? Yep. Why did you give me that? No, well, not only that, but you jump immediately to forty, skipping
2: all of your leveling, and you get one of your subclasses completely filled.
3: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> one you get to pick one, and whichever one you pick gets completely filled. It's ridiculous. It is unacceptable. Bungie has le- yet yet again disappointed many of its fans. It's a joke amongst the forums. You can go to Bungie's own forum and watch people just ripping this thing apart. You came out with Kill Confirmed Rip Off. Okay, what is it called? Supremacy? Supremacy, yep. yeah. You came out with Supremacy for one fucking reason, Bungie, and I'm going to call you out for it. You bought MLG Activision. Destiny is already on fucking MLG. You've already had Expedition uh, exhibition matches, and guess what mode they were playing? Supremacy. Supremacy with their new maps. You brought that out because you knew that the second you put matchmaking in you could make money off of professional leagues that is what you're doing you wanted to compete against call of duty you wanted to compete against all those you know counter strike and all those other games that are out there right now and 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 then you charged us thirty dollars when you could have should have just done a free update and said hey we got a new game mode here's free match player and uh, we're launching in uh in mlg what would have been huge
1: had they stepped up and said we're going to give our faithful players we're entering MLG we're trying to rally the destiny community here is this free DLC update get ready to take over MLG i've
3: that been would tell- i've been calling this shit for months since they bought since activision bought mlg i told you why i knew why and they did it but I did never thought that they would actually go and, like, bump 30 bucks off of us, the yep. people that, are, that aren't are in MLG, the people that, at this point, I don't fucking care about MLG because you've pissed me off. Like, I never thought you'd go about it this way. You're not—I don't—I never looked at Bungie in an EA way or an Activision way or an Ubi—like, I've never looked at them in that, like, money-hungry way. And for the first time, I look at Bungie, I go, this was your call. Like— Activision had the league, and you saw the ability to put your game there because Activision is going to use it for other stuff. They got Battlefield, or not Battlefield? Uh, yeah, Battlefield. And they got they have other games that MLGs for. So Bungie looked at that and said, "Cool, we can get Destiny there. Let's do it." And while we're at it, we can charge everybody thirty bucks. They should have given us this free content,
2: and then if they wanted to make their thirty dollars off of people that wanted to pay the thirty dollars, they should have made the Gallhorn, black Gallarhorn, and the Gallarwing purchasable with silver through the store. Who and ca- then you who would have cares? still got people to buy to buy it. Here's what you should have done. Fuck G- Gallowing, sure.
3: Whatever. You can buy it with silver. Right. That's what I'm saying. It should have been like that from the beginning. Not actually if no, you yeah, you can buy get it with it. silver, not not Yeah, that's the dumb thing. You can't actually buy it with the currency you buy. You have to buy the currency, then you buy the radiant treasure boxes or whatever, which gives you silver, and then you have to build up 75 silver to buy it. Which, let me tell you, you build up silver real slow. Real slow. Yep. Okay, what you should have done with the galahorn is made it fucking hard to get, like you did the first time around, when it was the one thing that every player chased after. And when you got it, you felt like a million dollars and all you wanted to do was play Destiny so you could shoot the goddamn thing. Now, what you've done is you've given it to everyone. It is the most common gun in Rise of Iron as far as I'm concerned.
1: So it, it went from being a championship trophy to a participation trophy. Yeah.
3: It went from being the Jade Rabbit, which we all have grinded after and some of us have gotten and some of us still have not. But I tell you what, when you got the Jade Rabbit, I lost my shit. And I was so, when I got the Jade Rabbit, I played Destiny nonstop for months because I got the Jade Rabbit. I don't even, like, you got the Galahorn, Jazzy. I already know you finished your quest. I don't even have it because I don't fucking care. I'll get it. I know I'll get it eventually if I play the quest line. There's no drive for me to get it. Mm-hmm. I've also seen it in multiplayer. It's nerfed to fucking shit. It is oh, not,
0: it's, bad. It, it's, it's not any good.
3: Bad.
2: Yeah, I, I got it. And then in the quest line, you get to, to shoot it to kill these two bots, robots basically, and that was all I used it. Then I compl- then I dumped it off and put my sword back.
3: But out. they're doing it to other things. The the uh, or whatever the whatever the first gun is that you get yeah. in the original game, it's a quest line. The Thorn, the Thorn, the the most wanted hand cannon of ever, is a quest line. Nothing so So like it's not rare. There's nothing rare. It's nothing rare. So again, like what what gun drop is new to Rise of Iron that that there's that I have to like hope and wish and pray for because that aspect of the game to me feels gone now. It's just like, oh okay, just grind, 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 grind these quests and I'll get everything I want. They're stupid. There's two. Two
2: that I could think of that (sighs) are still rare because they're still in the same spot they were in the Taken King. And that's the Jade Rabbit and the Doctrine. Which are both nerfed now.
3: Yeah, I mean, and I I have both, so for players that have put this time in and have those, I I just don't see what it, I don't even know what I am aiming for anymore. That's the problem. I get in this game, I put hours into it, and I go, what am I? Tr- what do I want to do? Because uh, besides my right now, I am still obviously I still have one advantage, I have light level to gain. But when I when I cap my light level off, then what? You know, like, I know you've brought other guns back, and I'm excited to try to find them. And I know Rise of Iron and Trial stuff is here, but it's the same shit. Same shit. Yeah. Uh, on a final note,
2: anybody that has played Destiny since year one, vanilla, whatever you want to call it, um, if you were like me, the only time I've taken a major break from this game was when the grind in vanilla, once you hit light level at 32, was so ridiculous that it made the game not fun. Uh, this has basically put the game back into that grind mode. It's what it feels like. Yep. It, it
3: feels very grindy, very quick. You know, I got about an hour of gameplay where I was just like, Yeah, New Destiny, yeah. And then it was gone, and it was just right back to the grind. But here's the kicker is that people have found so many ways to just cheat the system and grind it where they can, like, it's just like in year one. You had people with loot caves, and you had people with these farming, like, they found this one mission that they could just farm the shit out of for four hours, and they could jump all the way up to, you know, within 10, 10 light of the max. Mm-hmm. People, this is the same problem. They're, they've They're repeating their problems. You could do that in this now. There is a there is one there's a mission or a strike that you can literally just go grind and, the, and you get yourself to 365 no problem. One thing, just keep doing it over and over and over again. So like, you're not learning. You don't learn like we thought you were learning from your mistakes because you made. But what it looks like now is that you just got lucky. You got lucky with the taking king, and now we're back to the drawing board here with Rise of Iron, which scares the shit out of me for Destiny 2. Anyways. If
2: you love it, if you hate it. Go to MotorCityGaming.com, hit that forums button, tell us how you feel in the forums. We will respond to everything you put in there via Destiny because we all love and are upset at this new update. So let us hear your thoughts at MotorCityGaming.com.
3: And then the last thing I'll say is, uh, though I've just shit all over this expansion, is that if you like Destiny, you will you will enjoy playing this this
1: it's still a fun game it's just not the best content
3: chops and i who started this day one you know nine nine of 13 or 14 we uh we started this game and we have gone through many of our many of our ups and downs together we feel the same way We're, we're excited to play the raid more but we're very disappointed in the the overall uh result of this dlc
0: Retrieving emails from info at MotorCityGaming.com. All right, Grimlock, the Dino 9, your GameZilla mailbox is now up to date.
3: Oh, emails. Now that my blood pressure is dropping down, let's just go ahead and get into some questions that you, the listeners, sent in to info at MotorCityGaming.com, or you hit us up on social media, Motor City Gaming. We appreciate all the support. Keep the questions coming. Let's get started with a little video message from Button Masher Caleb. He has accepted my call-out. Let's hear what he has to say, and uh, we'll get started here.
0: What's up, guys? Couldn't let Brayden be the only one to send a video question in. And after Jay said last week, let's see you follow suit, I, like Jazzy said, challenge accepted. But unlike Jazzy, I will complete said challenge. (laughs) Uh, My question is about hype and video games. Uh, I know since you guys started this amazing podcast 124 episodes ago, we've all been digesting a lot more media coverage than we used to. Uh, But do you guys find that you like to go into a game super hyped up uh, like we kind of all are for Horizon Zero Dawn? Or would you rather kind of go in just fresh without knowing anything about the games? Um, I find that when I get a little too hyped, like for... um, Journey or No Man's Sky, it tends to disappoint, and I sometimes feel that it might not even be a disappointing game, but the hype has just been so high. Uh, games I really love without knowing anything about them would be, of course, Bioshock, uh, my favorite game ever. Did not know anything about it. I bought a 360, and it just came with it from a used uh, garage sale. End up loving it. Uh, same as like Limbo, that kind of thing. So, what do you guys think about hype? I know it's kind of uh, you have to have it uh, to build marketing for a game, and it's great for the podcast. So I was thinking about. Um, but I just wanted to get your your take. Victorious BMC out, game out.
1: Caleb, you gotta stop recording those questions in your uh, in your bathroom.
3: <laughs> he was like in, you're right in the shower. <laughs> he was in his game room. I just wanna I wanna share this uh, with you. Look at this mighty beard.
1: Oh, he's looking, oh, looking He's
3: looking grizzly. He's definitely using Detroit Beard Collective product. Absolutely, he has to yeah.
1: be. He's the most handsome bearded lady I know.
3: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, <laughs> and in the background, you can see all of his Bioshock swag. Yeah. He loves Bioshock. So, but his question about hype is uh, in this, especially year 2016. It's a great. It's a great question because we have uh, we have been victims of hype this year for sure. And I will say. I agree with them. Hype is necessary. Like hype, hype to a point is acceptable, but we have experienced hype with no man's sky and a few other games this year that were beyond belief and people ate it up to the point where we're, we're sitting where we're at with, with a complete failure in no man's sky and everybody wanting their money back and they're all butt hurt and all this type of stuff. You bought the hype, you bought the game, you, you, you gambled and you lost. It's time to, you know, Suck it up and move on. So, I I love games like he's saying. When you pick up a game that you knew nothing about and it just blows your mind, there's nothing better than that, in my opinion. If you're a game fan and you go to a garage sale or you go to a store and you just see something you didn't even you never you didn't know it was coming out, you didn't know it existed, and you're like, I'm gonna give it a try, and you get home and you love it, even if it's got horrible reviews, you loved it. There's nothing better than that.
1: I am currently preparing myself for heartbreak. I, I'm i getting nervous about the new Pokemon game. The more and more I find out about it, the more I'm going, oh, I don't know about this, guys. I don't know. And so I almost think that I wouldn't feel that way had I not had any hype. Like, they had, they released the first couple trailers, and I kind of wish it would have stayed at that because I almost feel like I know too much that I wish I would have had a lot of pleasant surprises, and I don't think I'm going to get them. I think I have ruined Pokemon for me.
3: Yeah, I, I'm I'm concerned about that game as well. It's just it doesn't it, it's they're changing too much of the of the game. What about you, Jesse? Um, working at Motor City Gaming
2: and being on a video game podcast, I feel since I started that I kind of get thrown into it. Like it's my job to to get into the hype to. You know, report that news to uh, to all of our fans, let them know what the world's saying about it. So you kind of do get sucked in on these major titles. And the titles either come through with what the hype is or they are a giant bomb like No Man's Sky. So you have your ups and downs there. What I like, especially in the situation that I'm in, is even though I'm thrown into all this hype and around everything that has to do with these games before they come out, I'll have that gem game that comes around that surprises the hell out of me that really really makes me appreciate the fact that you don't need a lot of hype to get a game that's going to affect you in a way that is this positive but we go to pack south i sit there and i talk to the, one of the creators of song of the deep for 45 minutes he it sounds like a great game i'm like this sounds really cool you know it i can't wait for this game to come out and then you like you forget about it it's in the back of your mind. You have all these other games that are coming out. You get super hyped for those games. Then all of a sudden, bam, Song of the Deep comes out, and you're like, oh, yeah, I remember talking to this guy. You know, it, it seemed really cool. I plug that in, and I enjoy the hell out of it. So it's like those little gems that kind of like. Just miss the hype that you can
3: really dig yourself into. So it's why I'm enjoying Recore so much. I don't think it, it didn't it didn't suffer from, you know, frontline hype that that Microsoft could have put it into. And with the game having some of the shortcomings that it has, if it would have been, let's say, given the attention like Quantum Break got, yeah, I would have been disappointed in Recore. But I, I think hype can definitely hurt the game, and I think uh like like Jazzy said in our situation that we that we're in, we go to these conventions, we we uh cover E three, we cover the pack shows, we do all this stuff. So, but but where I'm different with J- than Jazzy is this, I'm not IGN. I'm not some bitch that's owned by somebody else. So when Rise of Iron fucking pisses me off, I tell you that Rise of Iron pisses me off. I don't go, go look at IGN right now. They're praising Rise of Iron. They won't tell you about how there's only five missions, but they'll tell you that it's, uh, you know, a nine out of 10. Mm -hmm. No, it's not. Stop sucking so much dick and servicing everybody around you so that you're the guy that they like. That you're not you're not serving your fan base you're not serving the gamers you're not serving them the proper way and once they find out that you're a fake you're gonna cease to exist that's all there is to it like how many game companies have we seen come and go especially when they start to get that like that I don't know what word I want to use that that just feeling where someone goes oh they're PlayStation fanboys That company is PlayStation Fanboys. And so instantly their fan base gets toxic. You got got PlayStation people that support them and then everybody else hates them. It's like Game Informer. Let's be honest. Game Informer is owned by GameStop. GameStop sells games. GameStop has relationships with every developer that they cover. They're, they're, some of their reviews that come out of Game Informer are complete horseshit because they don't want to affect their game sales in their store. So don't read Game Informer and think you're getting a, a legit like review. You're not. Come to Motor City Gaming. We give the real reviews. Fuck Iron. Rise of Iron.
1: I kind of like it.
3: It's destiny, so I like it. It's still fun,
1: but it's disappointing. I okay, again, not to hop back too much back into this before we move on to the next email, but before I got through all the Rise of Iron story, you guys told me it was really short. I would have been shocked had no one told me how short it was. I would have got to the end be like, What? Exactly. So I had that cushion where you guys had forewarned me, Hey, it's five missions. So on mission five we go, This is it, you know? Yeah.
3: But yeah, no, I mean I went in blind and I was like, Holy shit, it's over I couldn't believe it. I really couldn't believe it. I didn't think they'd do it to me again. They did. So took a day off of work for this.
2: You did? Myself, shout out to uh, Five Mile Rick, because he took a day off to play with us. Uh, Jay had a unfortunate car incident. <laughs> it was a real car incident. Unfortunate car incident with uh, the air quotes. Here we go. Um, no, he really had a car incident, but it just so happened to luckily fall on that day. So Five Mile Rick, myself, and Jay got to play it earlier than everybody else within our fan base and group and uh, we were surprised that it didn't take that long <laughs>
1: real quick time out about the car accident incident I walked by his desk at work and I was like that son of a bitch is at home playing Rise of Iron I was so mad and so I text him I go hey man you coming in today? I saw your computer and your bag aren't here and he's like, oh, sorry, I didn't have time to message you I got in a car accident and I was like, you better have gotten a car accident.
3: Your car better be fucking totaled.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> My car is okay. I ended up with two flat tires on the same side of the car. I can't say I've ever had this happen but uh, yeah, it sucked. I did, however, basically get a half day once I was done dealing with all the car issues to play Rise of Iron a little early and uh, be super disappointed before everybody else got home. Right. So anyways, let's move on. But thank you for the the question, Button Masher Caleb. Uh, hype is a very dangerous thing that can be great. Uh, but it also at this point in my gaming career, I will say all hype does nowadays is worry me. So I will tell you right now, as excited as I am for Horizon Zero Dawn, they are putting that on the pedestal as Sony's baby. That is Sony's number one baby. Mm-hmm. There is nothing that touches Horizon Zero Dawn right now. It scares the shit out of me. because, And the difference is,
2: is Gorilla Games has to have the balls to tell Sony this is where we're at, this is what this game's gonna be, don't overhype us, and if they don't do that, we're gonna get another No yeah. Man's Sky possibility.
3: So, and I'm obviously I'm also worried about Gears of War 4 for the same reason. I hopes, but I'm scared. And that's all hype does now, is stress me out. Alright. Next up we have Miggy, he says, hey guys. I got a PS Vita, and I'm really in love with it. I don't know why Sony gave up on this device. Currently, I'm playing God Eater, XCOM Plus, and Akiba's Trip. Do you guys have any other recommendations? Before I get into this question, can I, I need to make one more comment about hype. Just hit me. Button Masher Caleb told me this fact, and it blows my mind. To date, No Man's Sky has been out for 40 days. Okay? It has lost 94% of its players on Steam. It now has less than 1,000 players playing it simultaneously on Steam. Oh,
1: my. A 1,000? Less than. Less than 1,000 people on Steam?
3: 94% in 40 days. Yeah. The game. And then compare that
2: to Riot giving us their numbers that they are now at... A hundred
3: million current active users in, in the League most of toxic community ever.
1: <laughs> the and worst it, people on the internet, and it's
3: still thriving, though. Yeah. Okay, so so you again, hype can be very dangerous, and we're seeing it right now with No Man's Sky. Okay, sorry, Miggy. Picked up a PS Vita. That's good for you. I love the device. Why did Sony give up on it? Because uh, they released it too expensive. They released it in an age where tablets and smartphones were growing at an exponential rate that n- that we shouldn't have probably released a dedicated handheld system unless you're Nintendo. <laughs> um, and then they didn't support it. They didn't right, and so then it didn't sell. So then they could not put the support into the system because mm-hmm. they didn't have the infrastructure like they do the PS4.
1: See, they didn't have the balls to put their IPs on it, exclusives. The PSP had exclusive God of War games. It had exclusive Metal Gear games. It. They took their IPs and actually gave them dedicated yep. games, and they
3: didn't do that with the Vita. I think something that would have been interesting, they've already missed this this mark, you can't do it now, but when the PS4 launched, you should have had a bundle that included the Vita with the PS4. Because you focused around remote play so much and how you could do these things, and that's really what rebirthed my my Vita, where I was interested in it again, was the fact that I could could fire up my PS4 from Seattle and and go to Zür and buy my gun because I because it's the weekend and I'm not going to get back in time. Like that was super cool to me. And you had you know you may not have the games, but if you would have like bundled it in, let's say a certain percentage of your inventory, I think you would have sold and don't mark the price up a ton. Take a hit on the Vita, understanding that now you are, you've already your your system's already dying. So here's your this is like a last shot type of like event. You go you go sell you sell twenty million PS4s right. Let's say, I don't know, fifteen percent of those included the Vita. How much did your did your infrastructure of handhelds just grow? Could you then support it with games because you have an infrastructure of systems? You know, thing like that's the question. Um, it bums me out. I like the Vita a lot. Uh, it, Sony may not be supporting it, but there is so much support for the Vita still from indie developers and third parties that I, I, I'm super glad I still have one.
1: I'd still like to get one. I'm always on Craigslist. I'm always, like, checking pawn shops, yeah. trying to get one on a deal, um, but I, I would definitely, and I have a PlayStation TV, so I basically have a Vita, but I'd love to have one that is portable. Yeah.
3: yeah. I, I think the most interesting uh, piece about this, it's funny that he asked this question. I just read an article. The uh, Sony exec that left Sony uh, after 19 years, I can't remember his name right now, but he uh, wanted to develop games, so he moved on. Uh they interviewed him at Polygon, I believe, just recently. And he said, they asked him about the Vita. When, what was his thoughts about the Vita? Because he was part of Sony when they developed it and launched it. And his response was, now that I don't work for Sony, I can tell you that I think it was a great device, but it, it was too late. It came out too late. I knew that when we launched that, it was going to fail. And I was like, wow, you know, this is, this is huge. And it goes on to say basically that you know the PSP era, you saw so much potential with the PSP because we brought more home console gaming to your hands in an era where not everybody was carrying an iPhone around,
0: mm-hmm.
3: not everybody had a tablet, not everybody right. So and now everybody's transitioning to that. So to have this expensive 250 three hundred dollar handheld device, when I can go get an iPhone for ninety nine ninety nine with contract. I'm gonna go get an iPhone, you know. So it's, uh, it, 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 it's. I like that he thought it was, uh, it was a very strong device, but he also knew that it wasn't the market wasn't right for it. There's tons of great games you could still get on the Vita, Miggy.
2: Um, I'm just gonna s- recommend a few that I've actually played because I haven't played a ton on the Vita, but Persona I, Persona Four, uh, loved it on the Vita. Uh, Super Meat Boy,
3: also loved it on the Vita. I will add in Tearaway, Gravity Rush. Um. Hmm, oh, what is, what's the uh Freedom Freedom Wars. Freedom Wars you, you should definitely check out Freedom Wars. That game is one of the most like hidden gems on the Vita. Super cool. All right. Thanks for the question, Miggy. Xander's up. He says, "In your opinion, what game had the best original soundtrack? What game had the best Compiled soundtrack, i.e., games that used popular music to make up its soundtrack, like the Tony Hawk series.
1: I was gonna say Tony Hawk Two. <laughs> yeah,
3: there you go. Tony Hawk Three had Motorhead. Yeah, Tony Hawk. Oh. Tony Hawk Two. I think that one's already answered for all of us.
1: Best original soundtrack. I rock the Donkey Kong Country soundtrack all the time.
3: Now, see, I um, I got to hang out with the Legend of Retro guys, which uh, Xander co-hosts the Legend of Retro podcast on it, MotorCityGaming.com Yep, and I—that's uh, a website it's a website <laughs> and I uh, got to t- we got to talk about Mario Kart 64 and I really love the Mario Kart 64 soundtrack as an original soundtrack it's right next to Fantasy Star Online for me yeah I like all of those <laughs> Jet Set Grind of course, Radio too I'd throw
2: in some of my favorite games uh, Twist ML Metal 2 Killzone 1
3: Killzone had some really cool stuff yep uh, for him, his biggest original soundtrack would probably be Chrono Trigger. This is a tough decision for me, though, as I lo- as I love game scores, but as I reflect, Chrono Trigger, I feel its soundtrack has a little of everything. One uh, quick
1: shout out to that Bubble Bopple song that's like four eight measures or whatever that just loops the whole game. Yeah. Boom boom boom. ba boom
2: boom boom. ba boom boom boom. As dumb and
3: repetitive <laughs> as it is, Doctor Mario, just because I oh, have so played so much so of those. Yep. Uh, he has a really interesting compiled soundtrack, though. He goes, as for a compiled soundtrack, I would probably go with Brutal Legend. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Horrible yep. game with an amazing soundtrack.
1: I've almost bought it a couple times just because I think I would like it. Yeah.
3: It, uh, so much good metal used perfectly at key moments in the story. So thanks for the questions, Andrew. Next up we have L. Pokey L. Pokey L. Pokey L, Pokey L chimes in and says... "Mrs. Deadite Night. Can a girl have boobs that are too big or is there no such thing as too big hashtag boob thoughts hashtag double dl hashtag blessed I-, <laughs> <laughs> I have a good life so let's let let's let uh the the husband uh answer this question be careful buddy can there be such thing as boobs that are too big
1: uh, yeah, there there are like scary boobs out there. There are some where they're like, "Whoa, what is going on?" They're like, mur- like
3: they're murder
0: boobs,
1: <laughs> murder boobs. <laughs> yeah. Um, Alan and I some refer to them as church lady boobs, like on un- on yeah. un- broad, just shaking in the aisles of a church. Ooh. Um, th- there are some there are some frightening boobs out there, but hers are fantastic. Okay, <laughs> that's all that matters.
3: I mean, I would, I'd have, have, to, I, I would have to agree. Yeah, I definitely... That hers are fantastic. No, I'm just kidding. Hey, you can agree? Yeah. I'm not going to be upset about from it? The, from the last time my mouth was on them, I mean,
1: oh, oh, shit. They taste great. They look great. They feel great.
3: All right. I'm not going to argue this with either of you. Yeah. But uh, to her question, though, can can there be too big of boobs? Absolutely, there can be. I'm a fan of, of nice boobs that, that aren't too big where they're, like you said they're just sagging and, and gravity is winning the war
1: church lady boobs or murder boobs
3: yeah. Um, so I definitely agree I, um, and I would say I'm very happy with my wife's boobs because they're just they're perfect shot of yeah. the brick bitch you need a nice handful
2: that can give a little bit of cleavage. Anything aside from that is just wasted boobs. It's unnecessary. At yeah. That
1: point. I like how my wife turned this into Love Line.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when you get boobs that are too big, that when I look at them, my back hurts, then you know there's a problem.
3: Exactly. Yeah. Alright, thanks Al for the question. Next up we have Chops and he says Rise of Iron is out and there is a lack of new content. Bungie has given us the same grind just with updated guns and very few story missions. Is this what $30 should get us in an update? Do you think they will change their style of expansions or is this going to happen again? Stay, stay strong, Guardians. Love Chops.
1: I think we can all answer both of his questions on a count of three. One, two, three.
2: No,
3: nope. nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's
2: not, not worth the thirty dollars. And do I think that they are going? Do you think this is going to happen again? It can't. They have to change it. Well, it They're can't because this is the last
3: expansion right. until Destiny Two. And Destiny Two. And if it happens in Destiny Two, yeah, yeah, they well, just can't we'll, keep this up. We'll see what happens, in Destiny Two. But um, yeah, we're gonna. At least we don't have to worry about buying any more DLC. The next thing we we'll have to buy is a full full price game at that point. <clears throat> Boy. But don't worry, there'll be a deluxe digital edition for eighty nine ninety nine where you get uh extra stat boosters.
1: It's tough because I like Destiny so much that might be one where I have to break down and buy some of the better <laughs> stuff for. I keep saying that also the new Borderlands game, that will probably be the
3: first game
2: I've oh, for yeah. collectors. Borderlands, in. Borderlands for sure. But man. you'll only get them if you buy the Cheetos, uh, chicken fries at Burger King.
3: Right, exactly. That's the only way you get the stat boosters.
1: Gearbox wouldn't do that to me. <laughs>
3: Yeah. Gearbox is going to be so hungry for players after Battleborn flop. Uh, but yeah, no, no way do I feel that uh, what I got was worth my money. Now, all right, thank you for the question, Chops. Next up, we have Sci-Fi AJ, and he says, Which fighting game series is the easiest to break into for rookies in regards to easiest to execute special moves and combos and understanding the strategy of them? Uh, Mortal Kombat.
1: Yeah, we broke this down a little bit before the show. Mm -hmm. Um, And we definitely both agree that we think Mortal Kombat has the easiest entry.
3: Yeah, from what he's asking about executing special moves, combos, and understanding strategy of the game, Mortal Kombat becomes a very simplistic uh, game for that. Uh, We also talked about Soul Calibur. I feel like Soul Calibur is that game that you can pick up and just enjoy even though you don't know necessarily what you're doing. You know, picking up Maxi with the nunchucks and just going into a match and, like, just somehow pulling off some really cool combos and feeling good, that's Soul Calibur. And can you then get better and understand what you're doing? Sure, but you don't go into it like, say, I don't know, Tekken, which becomes a very technical fighter. Street Fighter is a very technical fighter, and if you go in and you just try to kind of, like, mash your way through it, you're going to get destroyed, so, I don't know. I I like Mortal Kombat, and I think Soul Calibur would be another great option. I think Jazzy had a couple different ones.
2: Yeah, Smash Brothers, Pocket Tournament. They're very, like, you know, kind of just get you in there, have fun playing, you know, and really, unless you're
3: trying to become pro, you don't need too much, you know, tactical. Pocket Tournament, actually, from what I, have you know, I own it, I've been playing it, it reminds me a lot of Soul Calibur. I feel like I can go yes. in I can have fun with it mm-hmm. and maybe not 100% understand why I'm, why I'm doing what I'm doing but it's still working. So I like that. Uh, Smash, it's fun unless you go up against someone that is technical. Like Xander. Like Xander, where all of a sudden it's like, I don't want to play this game anymore. Where again, I feel like Soul Calibur you can have someone who plays it all the time and you can have Ethan slide in and he can still steal some rounds for sure in Soul Calibur.
1: Or I could be a Valdo and straight up run your ass.
3: Yeah, you can take a couple of rounds. <laughs> I hate Valdo and I hate you. <laughs> but uh, so there you go, sci-fi, AJ, Soul Caliber, Mortal Kombat. Uh, your current one would be Mor- might. Mortal Kombat XL would be the the new bundle version of it. But Mortal Kombat X is your current version. Injustice would work really well because it's basically Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Uh with DC characters. He's an injustice owner. That's true. He's already playing it. So, uh, and then uh, Super Smash Bros. and Pocket. Tournament.
1: All, all great fighters that honestly, other than the the gore of Mortal Kombat, are great for players of any age, any skill level.
3: Absolutely. So, all right. Well, thanks for the question, Sci-Fi AJ. We are going to move into our last question from the legend, the myth. I learned something today, Braden. Is a god. A true
1: hero of the video game community.
3: I went around my office building today and I told everyone, I go, you will not believe who I met. And they're like, who? I met the man that invented the quarter hold spot on the arcade machines. When you slapped a quarter down on that arcade machine and said, I'm next in line, I met the man that invented that. And they're like, when? Like today, who? I just turned my head and I looked at Brayden, like he did. I'm like, yeah, because he's old as hell. I was the
1: person saying the when and in who's. I had you, I had you sold for
3: a second. You were like, what? Where? Who?
1: I thought there was like a an elderly Japanese man at work who like invented that. I was like, there I is. I want to go talk to there him. There is. His
3: name's Brayden. Yeah. <laughs> so Brayden's son. Braden, Braden told me some great stories about how after school he would run over, cross the street, save his lunch money, buy a comic book, and then walk right down to the arcade and uh own some people in some old MK MK two put his quarters up there and flex his muscles around when people try to take his spot. So uh I, I enjoyed the I enjoyed the the stories because uh arcades are just you know, they aren't what what they used to be and uh it it's fun to to revisit those moments. So He uh, sent in a question. It is another video question, so let's get to it. Here's Braden.
1: No, Mom, there is absolutely no way that Mega Man would beat Samus in a street fight. No, you're... No. Oh, hey, I gotta go. Hey, guys, it's Braden coming at you this week with my video question. Um, I recently watched a YouTube video where a guy explained to me how to get my Guardian's Light from 320 all the way to 365 just by farming the Omnigal strike. Um, I want to know what your guys' opinion is on farming. Some people see it as cheating. I see it as repetition. I mean, seriously, if I want to sit and do the same thing for two hours straight, that's my choice. It's not cheating. It's a bad choice, but it's still not cheating. So, yeah, I would really like to know what you guys think about farming and uh, give me some advice. All right, thanks, and uh, hashtag dicks out for Jazzy. See you next week. Dicks out, dicks out, dicks yeah. out! <laughs> oh, dick's he out for is Jazzy. a legend. <laughs> dicks out for Jazzy. That means Jazzy was shot by a zookeeper. That's
3: right. That's right. <laughs> yes, that's right. Jazzy, what you don't realize is he just condemned you. It was an arrow of love. Stay out of the zoo. From Brayden. Stay away from children. <laughs> All right. All right, so farming, what do you think?
2: <sighs> I... At the end of it all, I really hate it. I think it's just dumb, repetitive. It really makes the game boring because you're taking uh, basically all the fun and how you're supposed to play the game out of it. But I, if you are in a group of people and they're all farming with you where you can, like, dick around and, you will know, tell jokes and funny stories about how awesome Brayden is in chat, then it Stop could be enjoyable. Stop sucking his dick. Dick's <laughs> out for Jazzy. Yeah,
3: were you farming with Brayden? I was not, but we are now. <sighs> um farming's not cheating I and I don't and I don't have any problem with it I think I hate games that are so lazy in their in their um build that 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 people farm it you know because it's so boring you know there's not enough to do to make you want to actually play the game it's the way it's supposed to be played so you find that angle where you could just farm one thing over and over and over again because your game is so lackluster from content destiny that you have to that you'd rather do that than go play the content couple thoughts one my overall biggest
1: complaint about destiny is let me let me just summarize literally every single mission that's not a raid enter a map kill everything through the map kill the boss at the end of the map go back and do it again. That's literally That's it? I'm not kidding. I don't think there's a single mission that isn't that. Throw your ghost into a computer, get attacked by a swarm, kill the swarm, move on. It's it's all the like every mission is the exact same. Yeah. Except
2: so- for Taken King, where they had a mission where you went invisible and had to creep around things and sneak and not get detected. They had a mission where you had to play the boss in the dark.
3: Yeah, but that'll still kill it. Still, still modifier on the. It's a modifier. Yeah, now yeah the, the, but I'll
1: give you that.
2: Yeah. But okay,
1: so that goes back to the point of you make a game where your content's fun to play, but two people that farm just to get their level up, just for the sake of getting their level up, are bad people. I don't want to play games with you. I am just gonna I'm I'm just gonna say just play the game have fun have the experience. See, I,
3: I disagree with you on this because, I, and I'm gonna throw out my scenario, and then I'm gonna see if maybe you change your tune a little bit. We went into the raid the other night, and there was no way we were gonna get past that second room of that raid, okay? Because we all went in, and even though we had all gained about ten light, some of us fifteen light from from the uh, you know the previous patch we still were too weak to run the raid even though it came out. So, I already know there's no content. I'm already frustrated with this. I'm going to go farm so I can get myself up to 365 so that hopefully when we go revisit the the raid next week, we actually can try to play the raid. The thing that we want, like, out of everything in this entire DLC, all I want to do is play the raid, and I can't right now. And there's not enough content to get me to play the raid. Unless I go farm, like how else am I going to get material? How else am I getting equipment to raise my light level right now? I will half stand down on my statement. Good, you
1: you you swayed me. I was thinking in farming to get your level up to be more powerful in PvP. I was thinking sure. with that mindset. Tri-
3: trials runs, yeah.
1: Trying yeah. to farm to get strong so you can go do
3: trials. Sure.
1: I was thinking you're a terrible person. Yeah, that's, per- bullshit yeah that's bullshit. If you farm to do that, yeah. But if you farm to be able to up your team so you can actually get into the raid I'll, I'll let that one slide i just
3: want to play the raid because the story mode was so short i want to know if there's more story and right now i can't all i want from this dlc is story and the only thing that's left that's going to give me story i can't even play right now i
2: think what it comes down to Braden, is if the outcome of what you're trying to get to is enough for you to feel accomplished I could have farmed my light level to 335 before Rise of Iron and been like, yeah, I'm 335, I'm awesome. But it took me a while because I did it in a way that I felt accomplished finally reaching the max light level.
3: Yeah, I mean, I got to 335 the same way, but I guess this time around is different. This isn't Taken King. I felt like Taken King had a lot. And we also got things along the way, like Sparrow Racing, like Crimson Days. Like, we, we got those things that were gifts for, limited time gifts to us. And now it's like, okay, here's Rise of Iron. Cool, we got all this new stuff. Oh, uh, I'm done with quests. What do I do? Oh, just grind. I just grind. Yeah. So if I'm going to grind, if I'm going to grind, I'm just going to do it the easiest way because I'm sick of grinding. I've done it for two and a half years. I'm done grinding. Yeah. I don't. I don't want to do the same shit anymore. So, bottom line, I guess it depends on the game and how much
2: content you have to succeed in what you're going for without having to grind.
3: Yeah, and bottom line, brain, if you can go grind a strike and get yourself to 365, do it because we need raid players, and uh, we I already, just won't respect you as much. Yeah, and we already know that uh, if we go in under 365, it's pointless. We're not going to get even halfway through the raid. So, all right. That's Braden's question, and that closes out the emails. Remember to send in your emails to info at MotorCityGaming.com. We will give you a shout-out and answer your questions. Thanks for everyone that sent in questions this week. That's going to wrap up this episode, episode 124 of the GameZilla podcast. You can find us every week, every Tuesday on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Overcast, Google Play, and, of course, MotorCityGaming.com. We want to remind—it's a website. It's a website. We want to remind everybody about our Recore giveaway. It's still going on until the end of this week. It's uh, the last day of the month. We'll be closing it out. In October first, we will be announcing our winner. Head on over to the website MotorCityGaming.com. It's a website, and you can uh, find a button right on the homepage for the Recore giveaway, and you can enter that for your chance to win a copy. If you are local to
1: the Metro Detroit area. We are partnering with Family Video once again for a Madden tournament. So the Family Video that is at Inkster Road in Ann Arbor Trail, that will be the host, and the event is on October 4th. Head in early and
3: get registered. How much is it to register? 15 bucks. $15 gets you into the tournament. It gives you a free Motor City Gaming t-shirt. Talk you boys. Your chance uh, to win a copy of the game, and we'll have some other cool raffle prizes and things like that going on throughout the night. But uh, there's only 16 to... Teams. And uh, you want to make sure you get registered. You can register right now. Just head on over there and uh, and get signed up with uh, with one of the guys at Family Video. And if you're not a Madden player, come hang out with the Motor City Gaming
1: team. A bunch of us are going to be up there hanging out for the tournament, uh, having a good time. So coming out and say hi. I know there will be a couple of us up there at least chilling. So you don't have to be a Madden player to come out and enjoy some Motor City Gaming fun.
3: Yep. And if you have any questions on the tournament or anything like that, just head on over again to MotorCityGaming.com. Right? It's a website. Right on the home page, you will see another button that talks that shows you for the Madden 2017 tournament. Uh, and you can see all the rules and uh, address to the location, all that type of stuff right there. So, Do you love video games, but you're five generations behind? Ooh, sound like me.
2: Check out the Legend of Retro podcast. Bi-weekly, they release a show that talks all about retro video games. I believe they have a few left look forward to Resident Evil 3 look forward to uh, Mario Kart 64 hit up the forums on MotorCityGaming.com and chime in on their season finale that's right season finale of arcade games I believe they're going to go out and play some arcade games and then give you all of the download
3: on arcades. They're going out to Pinball Pete's in Ann Arbor, and I believe once they have the final date set, it will be something that we're going to invite people to. So if you want to come hang out with the Motor City Gaming crew, we're going to have a fun night, you probably on a weekend, uh, at Ann Arbor Pinball Pete's, where we're just going to game yep. a bunch, and then they're going to take it back and turn it into an episode. So yep. that will be pretty cool. Come hang out. But if you see a quarter on a machine, it's Brayden's machine. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Because he is the legend. The man, the myth, the legend, the Brayden. right. Thanks for tuning in to episode 124. Just remember to hit that subscribe, hit that like, hit that heart, hit that poop emoji. Whatever it is that helps us, please click it. And uh, leave a comment, leave a review. We'll read it on the air. Thanks. Remember, we are the elite free DLC for gaming. And until next week... Game on!